Hey everybody and welcome to episode 552 of Vidya Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, coming to you from the Norman Shippy Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash lasertime and join us at the $20 level, or any level below that if you want uh, free stuff that uh, doesn't include having the studio named after you. Who's joining me? Why would you? Uh, Henry Killinger. Uh, Chris Santista. <laughs> that is a Venture Brothers reference. That so don't is going to age terribly when he comes back to life in the next few days. <laughs> it's a Venture Brothers reference. <laughs> Floats on. away on his umbrella. Uh, no, uh, yeah. Fatty Matty Bang Bang. Matty Al here for you. <laughs> and special guest. They said he would never come back. <gasps> but after, after t- nine years, and, uh, ah. I am back. I am back. He's home. I'm home. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make podcasts. T.L. Foster. Welcome to the thing. I mean, VGA. Um. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. I'm T.L. Foster. You've heard me from the podcast. Welcome to the thing. Or the returning podcast. Now that strikes are over, maybe. Oh, shit. Live from the Pool House. I've contacted Sonya Valentine. We are in the process of bringing it back. We're waiting for the... For people to get their money, and people have gotten their money, so now we will be going back chronologically through the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and other mediums. So, mm. yeah, very, very excited. Also, TurboVice.com. You got to see the Ukraine's <laughs> version of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's excellent. Uh, I was gonna. I don't. I, I couldn't make a good Ukraine joke. <laughs> I know. Probably it's should hard. it. Can we? Do, can, is that okay now? nothing's okay i'll tell you what's not okay because we got a lot to talk about here because we played a ton of dlc for this this oh yeah oh yeah we're we're beginning uh awards season a little early so today's december 1st and that means it's time to start counting down our best things of the year beginning this week with best dlc and as i always like to say before we get into these lists this is not definitive we're not the game awards we're not GameSpot. We are just anointing the things that we played and liked this year. Those are the things Michael finds definitive, by the way. <laughs> I don't, well, they, they try to present they themselves to as be. definitive. They, they try right, to play right, right. everything, etc. They et do their best to be definitive, or we do our best yeah. to be personal and true yeah. to ourselves. We're subjective. Yeah. Speaking of awards, my lady friend was at Disney Trivia. We were talking about Disney off mic before the show started. She's at Disney Trivia, and I'm like, you text me if you get one that stumps you, because I'm pretty good. And I'm very mad that I got hit by this and wanted to see if it was common knowledge. TL, Michael, okay. and mainly Matt. What Disney animated movie has the most songs in it? The most songs. Hmm. The hmm. most songs. Complete it. Like, so this is like... In the movie. Listed, listed, Does it have to be fully animated or can it be live action with animated... I'm sorry, the most, the most sung songs. Disney's Atlantis. Songs. No, uh, Michael too. Michael uh, didn't go over, but uh, <laughs> the key answer would be Mary Poppins if you're t- counting animation in a live action movie. So I thought I was uh, TL. You got one. I'm going to say um, I'm trying to think the um, the the animate the uh, not animated the live action movie with fucking animated movie. You goof. So, it, so it is animated. Okay. okay, so only animated. Oliver yes. and Company. That's the one. Why that should is, I worry uh, if you're correct uh, or not? Because you're not. Uh, uh, <laughs> home, home, home oh. on the range. Home on the range is also. He didn't go over, given that uh, there's zero. Uh, it was. It, it, it. I guessed because the uh, thirty twenty ten. Sonia Ballantyne was our guest on that episode of Live from the Pool House. Uh, I guess Frozen because Frozen is really the, one of the first to be like 
This is well, a full-on like, Broadway musical. There's not just four songs in this. There's a bunch. but there is like five songs in that. In that, I mean, there's like six. There's like eight songs in the movie. Is it Princess and the Frog? No, no. It turns out it's. And then I said, no, it's Fantasia, and I was almost right. But there are only six songs in Fantasia. Most of them are over ten minutes, so it's confusing. Mm, right? <laughs> it, yeah. It's Alice in Wonderland because everybody really? sings a song about themselves, in, uh, or they sing a song uh, about oysters like and poems. walruses. Those are poems I know, I know, but they are songs like written by songwriters and sing song even if by Edwin. A very merry <laughs> birthday to all of you. My hot That's still call bullshit, and I think Mary Poppins counts because there's an animated like Mary Poppins has is Mary, nothing but songs. Yeah, and there's one song in that match. You still would have been you gone over. What are you talking about? There's more than one song. In, Not in the animated in portion. Okay. No, I'm talking about the movie as a whole. I have the soundtrack. It's but I will, I will say, the Sherman Brothers. Uh, I, I will say, Burge. Alice, Alice in Wonderland, fucking shit tier Disney. Are, yeah, are you insane? Favorite. Are you it's insane? One of my least wow. favorite. It I has, hate, it I has, do not like that movie. Too good. It has two good scenes. It is a bad movie. What is wrong with you guys? Of it. That <laughs> movie has the balls I, to kill babies by eating them. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. That the Walrus and the Carpenter is one of the good things in that movie, and then the Mad Hatter scene is the other good thing in that movie. The rest of that movie is fucking boring. That you movie like- <laughs> is as bad as Spirited Away, which I also dislike because I like those, I dislike Michael, those weird acid trip movies. That's, that's why. All right, we're that's splitting up. You guys can do your own VGA. Michael and I are over here, the people who <laughs> yeah. like Spirited Away. What the fuck is happening? I love Spirited Away. I, I, did, like not Spirited Away. I oh did not co sign that. I did not co sign that. I, I I'll take Totoro over Spirited Away any day of the week. Totoro's I just, I just want to throw that is a, a, a I told I try to tell my girlfriend she's going to Disney trivia and I'm like I'm just going to give you a bunch of stuff. Oswald was traded for Al Michaels. There's only two Apple Dumpling movies. The Universal College and live action Disney movie is Medfield, uh, and the first Disney cartoon Mickey Mouse cartoon is Plane Crazy, not Steamboat Willie. Don't get don't don't get confused. Boom, and it, none of those. I like, didn't help her at all. They lost. So as it suck. I still remember me winning uh, trivia. Because I knew that Porky Pig was the first. Yeah. Well, Bosco, baby. But no one cares about Bosco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buddy, and video Bosco. games. Video games. <laughs> yes, video games. Video games. Video games. Let's just jump in with our list at number five. List of what? Say we got to re- oh, reset. That's here. true. We got to we got to restate because everybody's forgotten. What the yeah, fuck the show's about. So, yes, again, getting into goatee season, game of the year stuff, and we're starting off with a top five about our favorite DLC this year. It's been kind of a tight year for DLC. Like, we're not getting inundated with it like we used to, but there have been a few really mm. high-quality ones. I, I don't know that it makes that much sense to things that aren't live games or mm. consistent persistent experiences. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, but like, it reminds me of that Jim Gaffigan joke, like... Reading a newspaper story continued on page 11A. Like, not for me. Hot uh, pockets. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of here. I'm not. I'm, I'm done. I got. I, I prefer most. It's very rare. I require more of a game over a new experience, mm-hmm. and unless it's like something multiplayer or something like one of the things we're going to talk about, where I was dying mm-hmm. for more. But I, I just kind of. And I've always argued if it was that essential, it would have been in the regular game. Uh, it's not going to be story content. But what, a horrible analogy. Say you're out there playing the field, banging ladies every night. New ones every single day. Mm-hmm. Kind of like TL right now. Yeah, that's and, um, what I'm doing for sure. Yeah. And instead of going to bang a new girl, this girl's like, hey, you want to come over? Like, yeah. How about a dry hand job with no voice acting? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
No voice acting. Uh, <laughs> reused assets. I'm going to re- reuse a lot of assets in this hand job. This is a terrible metaphor. I think the better metaphor would be like even eating out. Uh, there he goes. Like Told fresh, you. Fresh, fresh, like restaurants every day. Yeah. Then you, you know oh, what? Oh, eating out. Okay, God. never mind. Yeah, I, out of the gutter, people. But like, well, and then you go home. Just after the hand job analogy, can you blame us? Like, <laughs> you go home. You have like leftovers that you put in the microwave. Sometimes you don't want those leftovers in the microwave. But the games we're talking about, those are the microwave. Wolves. But the, yeah, there there is yeah. such a thing as substantial cool. DLC, but. Am I alone in this? Like I'm usually just like yeah, I, I've, I've I moved would, on. I would say it's more like the you know the second night stand thing, but it's like, but we're going to do something weird this time, and it might be uncomfortable, and you might I think that, really that is, hate it, but it might be awesome. Right, Undead Nightmare, greatest DLC of all time. Yes, I'll say. sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, let's get weird. <laughs> yeah, let's get weird with <laughs> number five. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, bunch of <laughs> random sound bites. Any guesses? I might be that the only one who's got no arms. This. Uh, I heard some rabbits uh, and then the dude without arms yeah, just slapping yeah, the shit out of people. Is that a is that a Rayman? Is yes. that a Rayman? This Rayman. is this Rayman. is Rayman in the Phantom Show, the DLC for Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, the third DLC for the game, and the return of Rayman, and he gets to. Hang out with rabbits, and before I get any further, I should say, yes, I am an employee of Ubisoft. Before I get further, I should say, everybody loves me. I'm Rayman. Shut up, Rayman. Why don't you shut up, Rayman? Everybody (laughs) loves Rayman. Why are the rabbits always raving? Shut up about the rabbits, Rayman. Christmas, Rayman. This is reuniting (laughs) Rayman with his longtime nemesis, the rabbits. Or rabbits? If I may, uh, while I understand your reaction, rest assured, these are not run-of-the-mill rabbits. These are heroes. Rabbit heroes? The people who overshadowed Raymond for a while. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Got Raymond's had, Raymond's got had a bunch of wonderful reinventions. I was excited about this because, um, I don't know if I did it on mic or off, I had I would have pushed all my chips towards Raymond being a Smash character. Because mm. when I first got the game, there was a ton of like a uh, rabbit unlockable, rabid unlockables in the the spirit mode, and there was no Ubisoft representation in the game. Like Rayman would be a perfect Smash character, and I was, I mean, I don't think it would have lit the world on fire, but I was shocked it didn't happen at all. So this, when this was announced, I shed a little. Finally, yeah. <laughs> Mario and the would be Ubisoft, the French Mario, are together. <laughs> <laughs> to- yeah. Not not on screen at the same time, but this teams up Rabid Mario and Rabid Peach mm. with Rayman. And if you've played Mario plus Rabid Sparks of Hope, you know that the characters get these little things called sparks that are like a fusion of Rabbids with uh, Lumas. And each one gives you different powers and you can kind of mix and match. Rayman does not use any of those. He has like two costumes. He has like a rocket costume and a vortex costume both of which came from rayman 3 although these are like new takes on them the vortex 
can launch these big tornadoes that can knock enemies out of cover. Uh, he also, with the rocket costume, can ride around on a gigantic rocket that will bounce enemies out of cover and destroy cover points. And they're both like hugely powerful, hugely useful. And then you've got the rabid backup characters who can use all of the sparks that you had to like comb through the the main game and, you know, find over the course of the campaign, plus all the ones from the previous DLCs. So you feel pretty powerful and it brings back the most popular character, I think, from the first game, which is the Phantom of the Whoppera, who sang like the, oh, diss, track, the diss track about Mario. <laughs> oh, who, who did this to us? <laughs> the Whatra? Oh, <laughs> Maron, I can't believe what I'm hearing right now. So he uh, he's running a TV station now, and he needs your help to bring ratings up. And, I mean, it would be a spoiler to play what I'm about to play if it hadn't been made into a trailer. Come back! <laughs> Were you ever a thing, Rayman? No! For the millions watching, are you ready for my rent? Rayman is a gangly, goofy, brainless, headless pendant. Leave it all to me, you're a setting star, no one will see. Small surprise, you'd get eclipsed in a rabbit's company. You can also see Rayman in the yeah. Captain yeah. Laserhawk of Blood Dragon. Yeah, no. yeah, I was about to say, my favorite <laughs> Rayman, which is disheveled, depressed Rayman. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Everybody used to love me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take, I like, I like Matt's, uh, Deathbed, uh, Ray Romano. <laughs> oh, oh, batteries are running. Oh. What do you want? I'm depressed. Don't cry for me. I'm already dead. I'm a sports writer. It's not like the market's that strong for writers for newspapers anymore. I, I used to listen to Everybody Loves Raymond on the fucking radio while delivering Chinese food through college. And I only remember wow. one joke. Oh, I'm not going to that guy's bar mitzvah. You should go to a shut up mitzvah. Audience exploded. It, <laughs> shut up mitzvah. Oh, man. Killed. I I don't. You 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 the say that he out was a, you. you say that he's a sportsman. You're, he's he's a sports writer. Unlock something for me. Why were there so many shows in about the nineties about writers who could own a house? Well, let me tell you okay, something, Tio. Guess who writes those shows? The writer. <laughs> yeah. But it seems like everyone was like, hey, Tony Kornheiser, what if we made a sitcom about him? <laughs> and we do three separate yeah. – that's that's like literally – not one, I think that's who Raymond is supposed to be is Tony Kornheiser. God, I hope not. And two – Michael George his eyes. <laughs> the, the George the George Costanza follow-up show was literally the only I Corrado. disagree. Jimmy Breslin was okay, the best yeah, sports I'm sorry. writer. The next the next part of the interruption is the greatest show on ESPN history. I've ruined this show. I, I remember, oh. Wasn't there something about trying to sell Rayman or Rayman? Uh, Raymond, everybody loves Raymond to Russia. And no, was, there's a documentary about it. It's that's awesome. right. Yes, and they, like they, it's like why why isn't the wife wearing her pearls while she's vacuuming? This should be more glamorous. They should have a bigger house. Uh, how come a disrespectful <laughs> child's not in Gulag? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this this was a lot of fun. Uh, Rayman in the Phantom Show. It put a nice capstone on Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. It was yeah, you know bringing which, back this like this classic character. 
yeah. three DLCs for this game, right? Like this, and and they're all standalone. Where like if you boot up the game, you just you go into like they're separate menu options and like yeah. There's off the top of my head, I think that it's Tower of Doom. So it's it's like a roguelite tower mode. The Last Spark Hunter, which is a, a bigger story DLC, and then there's Rayman and the Phantom Show, which yeah, uh, yeah it was like the, the the capstone on it, like I said. And this yeah. also like let you do stuff like platforming in the exploration uh-huh. mode, like oh, there's little bouncy pads that you normally only find in combat, and you can use them to. to get higher and like Rayman will fly around with his hair copter while holding the rabbits. And- right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my old makes Rayman that sound, unfortunately. <laughs> Damn it. It's so good. Yeah. His, his yeah. fucking Dean, Dean scream from the first game, whenever he finishes mm-hmm. a level. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> I think the, uh, the suits do add kind of a nice complexity and, and they do make him play differently than the other characters. It's nice that he, yeah, he, he kind of has these just, inherent abilities on board in addition to his regular gun attacks which is still hilarious yeah. to me that that game also is uses from gun attacks yeah his detachable fists to like Penis. grab onto rings oh, and fist. things and swing yes. around the battlefields that's that's neat it's a, it's it was a lot of fun anyway detachable penis. Hey. let's man use king missile yeah <laughs> maybe he's saying that song we don't know and I, I know you guys are gonna have something to say about this okay Number four. Everything we dreamed didn't dare to know before. It's a terrible burden to know. Helpless and heavy and and horrible, we were veiled before the king arrived. Unknowing, unwise, unburdened, he tore away the veil. Now we know. We know what we couldn't possibly know. And knowing is half the battle. Is that the you, uh, NPC that you jumped to your death in front of me? Yes. On <laughs> Wait, you, you assume too? I know a ton about the story and voice acting in my favorite game of the year because I'd know nothing. Mm-hmm. No, it's just like a Dark Souls game. Like, yes, those NPCs are going to talk. You don't need to listen to them. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, hurry up and give me something or but present a reason. It's such warm, smoky voice acting. Like, it oh, is. man, I just... I want to listen to this, like, while curled up next to a fire. It's, just it's got Lee from of... Walking Dead in it. Do you That's need true. a potion? Yeah. The following is brought to you by wisdom. Upgrade your wisdom. <laughs> so, yeah, so we actually played this this week. We got online and played co-op so I, I could show we, these guys. I woke up thinking DLC. we recorded last night because we played a pretty solid chunk of the Remnant DLC together. We pretty, did. There it is. Yeah. That's, that's the game. Remnant 2. Sorry, TL. Remnant 2, the Awakened King. Not to be confused with the Taken King DLC for and a different you, game. If you think you're bored of this, I Remnant is my personal favorite game of the year. Matt announced right before we started recording, it had dropped on Game Pass. Kind of surprisingly, because I did not see that announced. The, but the original and two are both on Game Pass, right? It's wow. excellent. It is one of the best experiences. A bullshit-free Destiny, uh, a shooter Dark Souls. It's dope. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah. And I think the funnest thing about this DLC is one of the things we kind of laughed at when Remnant 2 came out was they pull a Bloodborne at one point in the game. There's just a straight-up Bloodborne-ass yeah. area, and this DLC expands upon that area. At one point last when we were playing this thing last night, we, we look, and it's like, there's a giant castle in the distance, like yeah. straight out of Bloodborne. Like, yeah. This is like, yeah. why is there a giant castle you here that we're walking You can go straight toward? there. But so yeah. so Remnant Two and and the first game before it they're interesting in that like 
it is semi-randomized, uh, and it is it's not just like whatever whatever your first experience is with that game is not what the game is. There is mm-hmm. a bunch of different biomes. the The idea is that you are walking between dimensions and exploring different worlds. So, like, one world is like a post-apocalyptic desert hellscape patrolled by zombies and robots where, yeah. like, oh, a bunch of aliens have become extinct and you have to, like, help preserve their final memories. And then there's another one. This one, the the, the world of Losom, which mm-hmm. is, like, a 19th century. It's it's Bloodborne, basically. We call the Bloodborne area, yeah. yeah. It's the Bloodborne. But it's, it's also inhabited by the Fae, like these flying high elf-type creatures. Mm-hmm. And then I think the... Dr- the, the Dran. The Dran, that's what it is, which which that's that NPC you heard talking. They're kind of vampire-looking dudes who, when they see you, most of them on site, will just start flinging machetes your way or setting themselves on fire and running yep. towards you. Yep, you'll see a lot of scenes like this. Wake up, my children! You are but fodder for the face. Mm. That stench. So yeah, this is a game where you'll you'll find uh, burnt corpses all over the street. Some of them will come to life. You'll hear this quite a bit. The waiting to use this. <sighs> oh yeah, Governor, nice. I've been waiting to use this gun. <laughs> <laughs> so Might yeah, I have uh, some more bullets. It's it's you, got a diabolical uh, DPS. It does. <laughs> <laughs> See now you're just trying to use expressions I was teaching you last night. No, just no. Uh, let's let's throw to the ads. Well, who's TTK DPS is mm-hmm. uh, no no. Um, this wow. is being based in an area that was in the original based. game. The story of the DLC is sort of like a spinoff of that story. Where like if you played the original at one point, you go to the Psalm. And there's this, like, council that's like, hey, our king has been murdered. Uh, there's a replacement king. You need to figure out who murdered who murdered the king. Or you can. It's optional. But you can figure out who murdered the king. And you get, like, a, a ring, probably, for I'm still it. not sure. Yeah. Um, or, uh, and then, you, you, depending on which one you accuse, you fight, you know, that sort of thing. But in this, you're fighting the awakened king. And that is the, the big bad boss of this DLC. But it's really unique in that, like... Because of the way Remnant's structured, there's, like, the campaign mode where you do most of your stuff. And then there's this thing called adventure mode. And the DLC, actually, you have to just roll in adventure mode. So it, like, has nothing to do with the events of the campaign, but it all your progress carries over between the two, right? So you what, can what you even... Just, you keep saying it's it's uh, Remnant 2 is not procedurally generated, but your version yes, of the is. level might be different? Or you, you kept saying proc gen. I don't know if that was a... That's procedurally... So Remnant 2 is proc gen. The this DLC slightly different in that there's a hub area to the DLC that is the same for everyone. It's not proc gen, mm-hmm. but the the spokes leading away from that hub are Could different, different every so, time you roll that adventure. Or or, or like if you're adventure. like me, you pl- I played over a hundred hours of it, a lot in single player, and then I jumped in with friends and like holy shit, I didn't have this boss at all. Yeah, uh, there will straight up experience. just be dungeons that you'll miss if you mm-hmm. unless you play through it multiple times. And this DLC is is no exception. Um, what's cool about it, in addition to just, you know, kind of expanding upon one area, which which honestly was an area I, I wanted them to expand more on in the original, um, it adds a new uh, subclass that you can roll. And this game lets you multi-class, which is cool. 
and it adds new weapons and new new trinkets and stuff like that. So it's basically like, hey, if you want sort of another biome to remnant, like this is the way you you access it, and yeah. it's pretty pretty good. And and little sneak peek, obviously, Chris and I are pretty high on on remnant. I forgot to caveat, I I launched the original remnant. I worked on the original remnant on the marketing side, so like I definitely favor the franchise. But I didn't touch remnant two, and I still like it quite a bit. So. I, I think it's great. It's just I, I love. Michael keeps playing these sound effects of people talking and like I ran past all that shit like unless they were giving me an item or blocking a door. So so your response to people talking was basically might I have some space please? I'm busy. Busy. Yes, preoccupied. It means I am otherwise engrossed. The I know what it means. Merchant NPC. character you run into. Beautiful. I love there's a there's a joker in the game somewhere and he's just dancing around and being a dipshit. And if you use the rare, the, the, usually the thing I use when my friend dies embarrassingly, if you clap for him and laugh, he'll give you something crazy. That's the the, the extent of the interaction I had with most of the people in this universe. Just talk yeah. as long as it, it takes to open up your shop. Give me. Well, that's that's one beauty of the game is that there's so many secrets. Like if mm-hmm. you if you've gone through an area, it pays like go online and just kind of look up a guide for that area. And I guarantee you there'll be like two or three things in that area that you probably missed. And some of them are a proc gen where they, they either will be there or not. And so like this DLC adds a lot of that secret type stuff. If you're into that. It's so fun to play with friends. Cause like if you didn't unlock that area, you can still unlock it. If you reroll an adventure mode. Yeah. Uh, but you can grab all the stuff you might've missed or didn't even see. It all is shared when you're playing together. And I, th- I thought we had a great time playing together yeah. tonight. I'm surprised and Michael isn't going to vote for it at all for Game of the eh. Year. Tell me he hates it. He said he hates it. I didn't say that. He said he's voting for the Bluey game instead. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's Bluey true. Game yeah, all the way. Bluey, Bluey 100%. Bluey number one, Game of the Year. I'm about to say, there's there's some good bandit strats. You know, you can do a solo, <laughs> chilly run. It's See, I laugh because I know that's game. a Bluey character. Yeah. Oh. I'm an uncle uh, now. I understand <laughs> Bluey. All right. Are you I understand? Funkle? Are you a huh? Are you a I'm, I, I am. A, I'm a kind of. A, I'm a kind of. A, I'm kind of. A okay. Fun. Okay. There's only one Bluey for me, and it's Hamster Huey and the Gooey Kablooey. Nice. And, right. um, <laughs> you don't know the deep lore, Chris. You don't know about. I Bluey actually watched Bluey for the first shark. time, and I was shocked it was for preschoolers because it, it was like. Well, that landed for me. Jesus. That well, I mean, funny. that's that's the best kid shows, right? Yeah. Otherwise, that yeah, that's, can that's what I keep hearing. But uh, yeah, the, the Procton stuff that Matt's talking about, like to illustrate this, there was a place we went to where you're like, oh, I know where we are. You're going to open this door and like this witch boss is going to come out or whatever it was. And I opened the door and what looked like a gigantic skinned pig came out <laughs> and started generating incredibly damaging purple energy cubes that yeah. just ex- grew and expanded all over the place. Through hallways like, and tunnels. Yeah, through, through the walls. <laughs> yeah, the I think fuck? we got one of the hardest rolls you can get of that particular boss. So. Yeah. Congrats to, be with to us. Yay. <laughs> and if it, the, yeah, I, I, love, I love this game. And for me, I don't even know how to call it. It's my favorite DLC just because it was new stuff for my, my favorite game. I don't know what's better or worse about it than any other DLC. Yeah, I, I you don't know what Santa know says how... to that, Chris, so we can move on. Yeah. Well, what, Santa? Bef- before we do move Santa's on. Santa's shushing you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I can't believe that Chris would want to skip past dialogue like this. I was closing the segment out, Matt. I'm not the guy trying to introduce a sound. The mouse <laughs> scratching at the foot of a god and king. You would be dead already were your feeble delusions of grandeur not 
will be your one and only warning. To show your king due respect. I shall not repeat myself, nor suffer fools. I have killed insects like you for less. My packs are adorned with such humorists. That's if he the- yells at you and you say, Whoa, calm down, big guy. The purple parrots have been eliminated. <laughs> and- <laughs> I want to hear that guy recite an audiobook. I'm on the mob squad. You are the mob squad. Sorry. <laughs> Let's move on. The deep voice made me think of Andre. Uh, oh, this... Oh. Anybody want a peanut? Anybody want a peanut? Number three! Number three! <laughs> <laughs> the guest is moving it along. Oh, hell yeah. Never heard this song before. Me either. I feel like I'm at a thousand taxes watching Kevin Band play this song. <laughs> watching John Tesh live at PAX. John Tesh with the mini bosses. The crossover you never knew you wanted. Oh, wow. Well, I, I have to play a sound like that because the voice acting in this DLC sounds like this. Consistent. That, that is, of yeah. course, the very recognizable voice of Richter Belmont in what? Uh, bat- oh, Jesus. Dead Cells. Uh, Castlevania. Return to Castlevania. Return to Castlevania. That's what it's called. Yes. Okay. I, yeah. So yeah. this is a little bit of a tricky DLC in that it fools you into thinking it is much shorter than it is. Spoilers, I guess. Uh, yes. So once once you have this loaded up, I believe it's like 10 bucks in Dead Cells, you will get a door out of the prisoner's uh, chambers. Quarters. Quarters. Thank you. Prisoner's quarters, uh, where once you walk through, it's like you're on the outskirts of Castlevania, of the castle itself, and you will get, like, Rondo of Blood-style titles that tell you where you are with, like, a little blue triangle. And, uh, yeah, it's... You you just mow through shit, and you will be able to gradually unlock Castlevania weapons, like Holy Water, Boomerang, you can... That fucking cross, dude. Yeah. Yeah, because you throw out a Castlevania cross and it does its it moves like it's supposed to, but if it you, if you throw it out perfectly, so at the apex of its throw, it'll sit there and spin inside of an enemy and create mm-hmm. like quadruple damage. Yeah, you know, that's that's so in Japan funny. they call that weapon the X. Oh, uh, I, I uh, that reference. Uh, yes. But yeah, no, it Bob is, Odenkirk and David X. <laughs> it is. It is great, like you said, because like it's it's a lot of like the. I guess like the Ikigaki, Itigaki, Itigaki, the the Rondo and the Castlevania, like the Sylvia Knight kind of physics of the weapons. Like it's oh, so good. I love Castlevania. I love Dead Cells. This was a yes. really good DLC and a good celebration for a franchise that is dead. That is yeah. just gone. Effectively dead. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's Igarashi. Itagaki is the new I, guy Igarashi. Yeah. yeah. I, I think. Uh, 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 I, I to, I'm a lapse. Dead Dead Cells is one of my favorite games of the fucking decade. I yes. love Dead Cells. It, yeah. It's phenomenal, and I played the first two DLCs, and I haven't touched it since this week. And I got this version. It's nine bucks, which is not a big ask for a DLC, especially one with this kind of legacy. The game looks and is almost completely different like it is not completely different but it was like unrecognizable to what i played several years ago and then otherwise uh michael the only addendum i had to it has that bloodborne remnant thing where the dlc is hidden mm-hmm. but it really part, is you, part you of the way to look up a like, guide I think, to find it 
I think they realize like this Castlevania DLC is going to get more people, like a bunch of people in this game who've never played it before. You do have to play it through three times. You have to at least die three times yes. before you can activate the DLC at all. So it, even I was I was playing for like twenty minutes. Like where the fuck is this? Yeah. The only thing I could find is go go downward. Um, mm-hmm. Everything yeah, you'll, is you'll encounter Simon, I think, pretty If you go down, yeah, like, Rick, I think it's yes. mostly if you go downward. It is procedurally generated. It's never the same place, but I countered it more going downward. Yeah, I, I right. usually saw it, like, if you go all the way to the right, down yeah, down okay. and to the right, and then you'll find, like, a big staircase going down. Yes. It's not My biggest issue with this DLC, it's kind of, you were talking, like, it is partially hidden, but it's also, like... If you're out of practice at Dead Cells like I was, like I, when I was, was playing rusty. quite a bit, I would I get rusty. really good runs and could just last forever. It's like you will have to play through the entire game several times to fully experience what the DLC has to offer because you're probably going to die a lot of the time mm-hmm. like partway into the DLC. Con- you know? Conversely, they added all these new weapons that I'd never used before that like, Jesus Christ, this is powerful. Yeah. yeah. This is so much more powerful. Well, like, especially if you're coming to it after a long absence, like there's mm-hmm. been a ton of stuff just added yeah. to the game independent of this. And like, I managed to unlock like right off the bat like oh here have a blueprint for uh gordon freeman's crowbar yeah and like oh I'll go i'm like oh it's like one one cell to to craft that and it fucking whips ass and, yeah I, uh, I just opened one book and like did did you know in game lore that hyper light drifter shovel knight uh slay the spark like all these games have crossed over with this with in some form or another mm-hmm. yeah. i had no idea and i like can i shut this book yet holy shit this <laughs> yes, is a lot can, of crossover you can just DLC. hold down b or or yeah. circle or whatever it's so much let's get past it but yeah the um should, should we spoil what the the trick that this does is like sure once you find it you will think it's like you'll be like that's it because it's like the outskirts of the castle, the uh, the castle interior, and then I think uh, Dracula's chambers, castle. I, I forget what all the biomes are called. But like mm. you walk up the stairs to Dracula's castle and surprise, uh, death grabs you, pulls you into another level and you fight death. And then Dead Cells continues as per normal, as if you were never talking to Shinoa or any of these other characters. But you now have death's weapon blueprint. Yes, you can use. See, I lost to death, which was very frustrating. The first time I fought him, I was so frustrated. I was like, "Fuck," because I was having a bad run. And you know, that game, a lot of his procedure generated. So, like, your choices of weapons or power ups sometimes Mm -hmm. will dictate your run. And if Mm -hmm. if you're getting bad rolls, well, you're gonna have a bad time. But and and so like you know you can get through that in like an hour, and then you'll be like, "Wait, that's it?" And then Alucard will show up and like, "Yeah, you need to." Go back, but this time use a different route, and you find out, like, oh, if you have to go through the clock tower, clock tower. Mm-hmm. and you can only access Castlevania once per run. So you have to get to the clock tower without going through Castlevania, and then beat the clock tower guy, and then there's an entrance after that that goes directly to Dracula's castle, and that's the true Castlevania that, you know, you, you Which I did, did not get to, because that is a, it's kind of a I tough run. It is, it is. It's kind of a tough yeah. run. I mean, especially out of practice, like, the clock tower can be a little much mm-hmm. if you haven't yeah. been playing for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yep. But, like, hey, shoot a shoot. I've been to gym playing. I play. I boot up Dead Cells at least once a week. So Really? Like, I I love that game. I mean, I, I, <laughs> it I, I, might be my favorite really game. It, <laughs> it's like, it was hard it's to a, pull away from. It's, it's very, very good. It's really good. I really yeah. it's, it. it has most of what I like about Hades. But if I yes. had to compare the two, like, I, I'm going to go Hades to give it the slight edge. But, like... 
a lot of the shit you really love about oh, yeah, Hades it, of like yeah. you you have to choose power ups along the way. That that was all happening in Dead Cells it, before Hades. When I loaded it up again, it's like, do you want to make bosses harder? It added like a Hades style, mm. make this more difficult, which wasn't in the game last time I played played it. Sorry for the hiccup. Dead Cells is the best. Please play it. Yeah, like I said, I I get what you're saying, Matt. Like Dead Cells is my Hades. Like that loop, I just as soon as I played the it best, for the man. first time, it was just like. I love this loop, and I have been on it, and this DLC is really fun because I love Castlevania. I would I would pay a lot of money for a new Castlevania, but it's never... It, it might uh, be one of the only things that I will acknowledge, like, we owe games like League of Legends, because mm-hmm. isn't it those games that, that introduce that whole mechanic of, like, hey, throughout this match, you're, as you level up, you're going to have to choose a power or ability between stuff, like Heroes of the Storm did it. Like, I think that comes out of the mobile world of, like, hey level on the fly so we, we might owe that to those games that none of us play yeah maybe maybe, maybe. uh i mean i mean it's also like i yeah i, w- I would say it's like that it's like a little bit league a little bit of like the well i mean it's it's some of the elements of like uh your isometric like crawlers like diablo 2 right like you're, yeah, you're getting sure. loot but yeah, like if yeah. you're you're doing a trade-off on the loot but like i would say it's a little bit of a little bit of yep. and it, 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 it rewards experimentation so well. Yes. Because I, I tend to get addicted to builds and uh, weapons. And look, this is way more powerful. You got to try it. I don't want to get rid of my ice bow because people stop when I hit them with ice. Get rid of it. <laughs> try the new thing. You're eight levels away from when you earn that thing. Uh, Why is Billy go. playing this game? <laughs> Boy genius oh, Billy. Be sweet. <laughs> um, oh, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I think it's on Quiz PS. Boy. Billy Quiz it's, Boy. it's on PS Plus now, um, not Game Pass. So if you have hmm. PS PlayStation Plus Essential, I don't remember. Even the if tiers. it's not, I feel like the just base game it. is only like it's, $20. it's twenty four. Yeah. It's twenty five bucks at all times. So it's amazing. Yeah, just buy it. it. Dead Cells is great. It's yeah. g- legitimately tremendous. Fantastic. But but PlayStation PS Plus subscribers can just nine bucks is how you can experience the full one of our games of the year with the castlevania dlc yeah and and honestly like it's been a long time since we've had an actual castlevania game and like this mm-hmm. is the closest we've come like this does feel like it, it feels like a very fast castlevania i mean if it was so easy yeah. you'd think there'd be a follow-up to bloodstained which mm. was excellent yeah I like Bloodstained. Yeah. Well, yeah, Bloodstained has been like packing in free content it's since true. its release. So. Oh, it's been it's been fulfilling reward tiers. Yeah. Like I like the I like the eight bit Bloodstained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's uh, what I good. love. Yeah, Those the two eight bit Bloodstains. Yes, both. Here's your good. incentive, folks. As you're listening to this, Dead Cells is still on sale through December third on oh. Nintendo Switch for fifteen dollars for the base game, thirty two dollars. For the bundle, including Castlevania. Just, That's just worth it. it. Yeah. It's legitimately worth yeah, it. Yeah, it's one of those weird games I bought on Switch, and sometimes it's the only reason I fire up my Switch when there's not a first-party Nintendo game out. Or get all the DLC with Castlevania for 40 bucks. Do that. That's the yeah. best version. That's the best way to buy it. Own it forever. Yeah. yeah. Also, you get to unlock Maria's cat as a sub-weapon, and it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Like, you'll see this cat, like hopping around in the castle. That's and, what that was. And you'll be like, what the fuck is that thing? And so you have to chase it and catch it. And if you catch it, it gives you a key. And that key opens the cell where Maria is standing around. Maria Renard from Rondo of Blood and uh, Symphony of the Night. And she'll say like, oh, hey, thanks for freeing me. You want to you wanna take care of my cat for a while? 
and then you, you will unlock it as a sub weapon and it will what it will do is it will follow you around and automatically attack enemies and then you can also hit the button to have it perch on your shoulder and then you can unleash oh. like a big attack with it it's like a you know huge jaws closing in front of you so you gotta get worth getting that cat yeah. off your shoulder you got sorry sorry <laughs> anyway T- well, you should have seen what TL's reaction to that one. <laughs> the album is the album is twenty years old now. Wow. Uh, mm, I love it. <laughs> Very good. Let's move on. Number two. Having a bad day. Wesker. Bad day. To what do I owe this pleasure? Stop wasting my time, Ada. Find Lewis. Fetch me the amber. I should probably thank you for this room. Are you staying? back me up. I'm not here to babysit you. See that you remain an asset and not a liability. I have absolutely no use for your incompetence. Easy with the threats, Wesker. Just get it done. Kind of like the old Wesker voice actor a bit better. Mm. But, He's uh, just less of a blatant dick up front, the mm-hmm. old Wesker. Like, this guy's just, like, hostile the whole time. Mm. Yeah. It's like, you're this my employee. A- Fucking do your job. Is this Once the, again, uh, I'm not going to remember the name of any of these DLCs, but this is the, the awesome DLC that came out for Resident Evil 4 Remake this year. Yes, this is Separate Ways. Separate Ways, which uh, sounds like a band uh, name or an album. Yeah, I'm about to say this sounds like an song. 80s. <laughs> this is an 80s song. <laughs> uh, someday your sale will find me and uh, I'll buy this fucking game. My, my Resident Evil shame. You. Is I have not touched the Resident Evil Four remake. Ooh, and, shame! And, and, shame! Yeah. Well, Super I mean, good. the thing is, I've played Resident Evil Four so yep. many times. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I like. I don't. This is uh, this is probably a bigger conversation. Like l- with later conversations about Resident Evil Four remake, but like I don't. I think uh, the novelty of the first three remakes are those games, like, playing those old games are archaic, and Resident Evil 4 was the first time, like, I felt like a game. Like, that felt like what Resident Evil became. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say my I, biggest knock against the 4 remake is, and by the way, it's still an excellent game, was it didn't change the game as much as RE2 remake really did kind of remix it, Resident Evil 2. Like, mm-hmm. 4 yeah. didn't need much remixing. Yeah. Like, there's some it, differences. It, does, but... it does have a lot of remixing. Um, like the, the stuff at the beginning is completely different with the, you know, going down in the basement and the old man attacking you. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, much yeah, yeah. grosser. Um, and well, I, 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 this in dead space, I, I just didn't, I couldn't take from my new experience budget to mm-hmm. get something refined that I've played several times. It's, so yeah, it's more than wait. refined. There's like a bunch of stuff that's completely different or that's new. Um, that's or good. that's hugely expanded. So I remind I, me, did original RE4 have Ada DLC, or was that just like after so you beat the campaign? Separate you ways. Zinger? Originally, yeah. I think it was included with the, the PS2 version. So it originally yeah. came okay, to the GameCube, okay. and then the PS2 version was expanded with a bunch of extras. One of which was Separate Ways, and so it's it's like a little mini campaign where you play as Ada, and like this is what's happening behind the scenes while Leon's doing the main adventure. You get a dope grappling Spanish. hook, just like in this one, right? Mm-hmm. Like you get that cool. Yeah, you get you get the cool grappling hook that lets you swing around. Uh, you know, there's there's certain points that you can hook it to. Like and I want to get up here really quickly, and it's really a grapple gun more than a. It's a grapple gun. Go. You can stun enemies and and I think bring them towards you with it yes. too, or maybe you go toward them. It's you the can you can bring them toward you, I think, and and set up a melee counter. Yes, and, uh, because one of my complaints—it's not a complaint, but like. 
in RE4, inevitably, there's that occasional thing of, like, you'll shoot them and stun an enemy, and then you'll try to run as fast as you can to mm-hmm. do the melee takedown, and sometimes you don't make it, and you're just like, God damn it, I just ran. I just got closer to this thing that's going to kill me. Wonderful. Yeah, you know? eventually, with RE4, especially in the remake, you'll realize that, like, yes, the, the correct thing is not to shoot enemies in the head until they die. It is to shoot them in the knee so that yes. they're staggered, and you can <laughs> run up and kick them slap, to death. Slap. Yeah, because a suplex is definitely going to take him out yeah. versus a gunshot to the head. So way more deadly. Than any, any wrestling fan will tell you that. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, yes. the Rock Lesnar, that's the Rock Lesnar strategy. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm take him to Suplex <laughs> City. That's right. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I do think I'm going to eventually, like, I'm going to play four. I'm going to play the oh, four sure. remake. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, it's just, I'm, I'm very intrigued by the, the Ada DLC and like to see the changes. It's just, I don't. It's like Chris said, like, there is just so many great games this year, which mm-hmm. we will, like, for sure talk about, like, this year. There's just been so many really good games. I just, I did not have the time to be like, I need to carve out, you know, time to play this in the, the money. And in, in the, in the, in especially as hard as it is for me to pay for Capcom games. Uh, <laughs> it's just something I haven't done for a while. Hmm. And, uh, but here's the weird thing. I never played this DLC. I never played the Ada campaign. Mm. I, n- I never, no. I never played the original. Full disclosure. Yeah, uh, I, I, but I, I, I never I played, played RE4 played, yeah. half a dozen times on different platforms. But because even if it was included in whatever edition I bought, it wasn't part of my GameCube experience. I just never loaded it up. I so, only played the original on GameCube, so I so never yeah. had access yeah. to the the separate ways DLC. Yeah. So for me, my introduction was actually PlayStation Two. I did not like. I did not have a GameCube when Resident Evil Four came out, so I had to wait for it to go on PlayStation Two. So mm. I played the I played it like the Ada part, uh, once, the separate ways part once it was originally out. Um, so like this would be my definitive way of playing Resident Evil with the complete. Like for me, this would be a complete. And mm-hmm. where it starts you out, the DLC, it it kind of starts where the middle of the game is. Like there's that whole sequence with the cannons mm-hmm. and the castle mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's like. It it puts you in the action right away. Like one of the first things you're doing in that DLC is it's pretty. It's not a difficult fight, but it's certainly an action packed fight. Yeah, and and it does cover like a bit, bunch of different areas from the game. Like you'll go into the village and you'll fight Verdugo, who's the like the big insectoid guy who chases Leon around in that one scene with the. Uh, the liquid nitrogen pipes, whatever. Mm. Oh God, yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, the worst. Mm-hmm. But here you get to kill him, and it's great. And, and uh, you don't have liquid nitrogen pipes to help no, you. No, you have high-powered shotguns and his face. That's <laughs> that's how you do it. And, uh, yeah, they, they also preserved this wonderful scene from the main campaign. You can stop right there, Leon. Would it make me use this? Would you? Well, after six years, that is one hell of a greeting, Ada. You don't seem surprised. Interesting. Try using knives next time. But, you know, this time you get to see that encounter from her point of view. And, <laughs> like, I just got to say it. One complaint is the read <laughs> the of Ada's thing? character yes. is near Ronda Rousey Mortal Kombat. I was just about to say that. I literally just Googled it because I was like, is this Ronda <laughs> doing it again? It's not. It's Lily Gao. But, man, it's not great. It's, 
it's <laughs> kind of frustrating when you're playing it because you're like, man, this is this is about you. This is your moment to shine, and you are the flattest read in this whole mm-hmm. fucking DLC. Oh my god. I like <laughs> everyone else is hamming it up. It's Resident Evil 4. Ham that shit up. <laughs> yeah. It I, was like I it, feel bad criticizing her because, you know, she was the target of a harassment campaign. It's like, well, that's completely undeserved. But I I right. feel like I should be able to say she did not do a great job here. No, it's it like I said, this literally feels like the Lin Quay are coming mm. to to get you, Johnny. Like it's the it's the same it's the same thing. Uh people are shitty. Don't be shitty to Lily Gal for no. Yes, she's Asian playing Ada Wong. Also, that's not solely on like, her. Like, there is a producer in that recording studio as she's yes. doing those reads that should yeah. be going, "Hey, I I need another one. I need you to up the energy. And, I need you know." Like, and for all you, all we know, that's like the worst of fifty takes that they had at the end of the day. And it's like, fuck, we wiped all the other ones. Okay, I guess we have to use this now. Uh, the thing that makes yeah. it even worse though is if that's the best of fifty takes. Mm. <laughs> like, oh uh, boy, yeah. sorry, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. It's not. I mean, hey, look. It's not. Yeah. It's not, if, if a voice, if the voice acting is the worst part of that game, then that's a great game. <laughs> like, yeah. like uh, we and, have. And we have yes, been, I think. I think it is. Honestly, like yeah. it is a great game. That is the worst part of it. Yeah. Um, then there, yeah. there can be worse. Things, bunch of so. cool things, man. There's like a canyon where you get ambushed by a bunch of ganados, including one with like a big hammer, and you can kite them through explosive barrels and just you know get exploded body parts all over the place it's oh yeah i love it huge recommend if you if you enjoyed resident evil 4 remake you will like this but there's one really big add-on that came out this year for a formerly maligned game let's just wrap this up with not one move who are you you have five seconds rosalind myers you're looking at the solution to your current problems. Name's V. Uh, corny as it sounds. My favorite letter of the alphabet just now. You're not Rosalind Myers. I'm Rosalind Myers. That's President Rosalind Myers yes. to you. Mm-hmm. And that is my V. I played as a female V in this DLC. This is the uh, Phantom Liberty expansion. It's, it's, it's unfair to call this just a DLC. This is a full-on expansion to... Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, quite quite meaty. Like between you know ten and twenty hours it takes to get yeah. through. This. Yeah, I mean with the side content, it adds. Um, is it Dogtown? It, it Dog adds a Town, whole new yes. area to the map. That's really big. Has its own side mission, side activities. It 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 takes some of the existing fixers from the original and gives you a whole new slew of side jobs to complete for those folks. And, and on top of that, it takes a game that already had like. Pretty great performance from Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. and adds Idris fucking Elba, which Ooh. that's all I needed to hear to sell me on this DLC, frankly. Yeah, I, I have a clip from Idris Elba if you want to hear it. I would love to. Please tell me it's him rapping. It I was going to say it. It's, We're it canceling the apocalypse. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what you holding? Got this token. Mean anything to you? I need to make sure. Keeps his cards close, this one. Who sent you? Rosalind. I don't know any Rosalind. And neither do you. Got a pro spy here, V. Yeah, doing an interest doing an American accent, which is always a little weird. Um, yeah, but he's he is an actual that, spy in this. He plays he plays a G man. He plays a government yeah. agent who's kind of been in hiding for several years. So you've heard of that first clip. 
that was the president. The reason she's in here is like this DLC starts with you saving the president yeah. whose plane has crashed. Are you and... enough, a bad enough dude or do debt to save the president? <laughs> and so you save the president. You're basically hiding out in Dogtown. And it's like, well, I know a guy we can call. He can get me out of here. And that guy is Idris Elba. And um, there's there's a lot of other subplots and it's it's a cyberpunk game, so everyone's double crossing fucking everybody on this one. But that's what's kind of cool about the Idris Elba character is, depending on the choices you make, he can be like the wire levels of evil Idris Elba, or he can mm-hmm. be sort of a semi good guy, depending Knuckles. on the choices you make. Mm-hmm. He's he's very morally gray. Let's just say yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to play. I haven't, I haven't played the DLC yet. Uh, I've been. Cyberpunk 2077 was a game that I've been really, really, like, uh, tapped into going back into. Uh, again, just so many things are happening this year. But, man, uh, Idris Elba does a really good... I don't... Does he Does he ever phone it in when he does, like, does the voice, like, the hmm. acting no, stuff? No, he, he, he is a great performance in this game. Yeah. I, frankly, better than Keanu's reads most of the um, time. I mean, Keanu's reads are, well... Some causes are worth pledging your life to, V. This ain't one of them. Yeah, yeah, fuck the system, fuck Arasaka, fuck the NUSA. Jesus Christ, V, this ain't some teenage anarchist boot camp. No, I was once a corpo jarhead, right? Practically dove into uniform head first. They had a real hard-on for the oath. Repeat after me, bloody fucking blah. But can't remember what I solemnly pledged to do. It's just, you know, Keanu is Keanu. There's a sort of charm in it, but it it is very stiff. He sounds like a sort of anarchist John I Wayne. I, I, <laughs> I didn't play much of the game, but if he's not doing the Keanu, he stands very still, flatly reads his dialect, but he does shake his head a lot when he talks. <laughs> yeah. It, and if he doesn't yeah. do that as V, mm-hmm. it's not a true Keanu. Person. Well, he's not uh, V. Johnny. He plays Johnny Silverhand. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I don't and, like this game. And in uh, that, well, you should, because this yeah. game, I keep saying it over and over and over again. If you're going to pick between futuristic open world RPGs, play this over Starfield. Please do yourself a favor and play a good game with amazing DLC. Uh, but actually, that scene is kind of cool. Like He's like disappointed with you because you're... You're getting, you're like a Shadowrunner type. You are like, you're not supposed to be siding with the government. You've just sworn fealty yeah, to you're, the... Yeah, you're a mercenary criminal, basically. Yeah, you've sworn fealty to the... I forget what, what they call the government. It's the something, it's like FUSA or something like that. NUSA. But it's like... Yeah, it's the, it's the new version of America. The continental. You've, you've so just become basically stuff. a temporary FBI agent. And he's like... Well, unlike Point Break, he's not like, I am an FBI agent. He's like, I hate FBI agents in this. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, because my review of this DLC would be a Point Break reference to Anthony Kiedis with full get it away gestures. That would be a waste of time. time. Matt mouthed it because he knew exactly what I was going (laughs) to say. I did the hands and everything. That would be a waste. of. you got to move your hands. Give it and away, it, style. And then the Swayze yeah. uh, heart a flutter comes to save the day. He's like, it's cool, War Child. He's with me. He's the I'm War Child. I'll, I'll, get to cyber, I will, I'll, I'll get to Cyberpunk eventually. I played it at launch. It was weird. That's, that's this, this, this expansion <laughs> is a great place and great reason to jump in. It is yeah. one of those I think you need to have reached a certain point in the campaign. But, but you can just start it. You can basically just roll a new character and, and start That's it. right. It, 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 yeah. Which I did because I bought it on a console because I'd played the original on PC and I'm like, you know what? I just want to play this on my Xbox. So I bought it 
and just yeah it basically takes you to that point in the story what's kind of cool about this and i'm i'm not going to try not to get into spoiler territory this dlc if depending on choices you make can create all new endings to the main game um or you can just play through it and continue to play the main campaign of the game but there are if you make certain choice it's actually the choice i made in my playthrough if you make a certain choice it will straight up just fucking end your campaign with probably the best outcome you can hope for in a cyberpunk story those of you familiar with cyberpunk stories (laughs) know that it typically doesn't end well for for you um You, yeah, you merge yeah. with whatever fucking information system you've been using the whole time. That's the best you can hope I, for. I will. I will say I do want to play this, but every time I start Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, what it what it eventually leads me to doing is to going into uh, my Discord, my friends be like, "Hey, let's play some Cyberpunk Red," and then play Cyberpunk Red. So well, let me tell you about a little uh, tabletop game called Shadowrun TL. It, it, no, uh, never. I will never play Cyberpunk, Shadowrun. But add elves and magic. <laughs> no, that's why I will never play. Yeah. Shadowrun. What if Cyberpunk, but for even nerdier kids? Hmm. <laughs> uh, Shout out to my boy, DeFerguson, my character, who is literally... I said he's John Boyega if he was Steve Urkel and also <laughs> also a slumlord. It's pretty great. I love it. I love playing a, yeah. love playing a corporal asshole. I, I also love the just the idea of Dogtown itself, that it's just like it's a fortified city within a city that is yeah. literally run by like libertarian mercenaries. And uh, it... No roads. Basically, well, like you, you go in there and it's just like, yeah, this place makes Night City look like, you know, fuck, it's like fucking Times Square locked down and tourist friendly. It's, uh, pay for yeah. your own school buses, lesbians. Mm-hmm. That's well, the way they hide the load to get in and out of Dogtown, you like literally have to go through like a scanning checkpoint where your car goes in and, uh, it's, and it's run by, is it the Barguest is the name of the Merc, uh, army that's in there who's like leader basically just yeah. looks like Joe Rogan. It's mm-hmm. Nate Bargancy. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's him. That's he's the leader. Yeah, yeah. Stand up comedian Nate Bargese. Is it Kurt, um, Kurt Hansen? I keep confusing him with Chris Hansen's. Like, is he going to accuse me of being a predator? Come over here. Come over here. Have a seat. Watch. Did you seat. make these upgrades? <laughs> <laughs> Did you agree to meet with this fixer here tonight? <laughs> now it's it's uh, it's phenomenal. I look all the shit you heard about Cyberpunk at launch. First of all. Fixed. was highly overblown mm. well at least pc version was mm. fine console versions i get it yeah um, all that's fixed mm. especially um, ps4 basic model mm. and the game just frankly has a lot more going on than other futuristic open world rpgs like if you want a, g- a game that gives you just a ton of choices has pretty robust combat system that lets you play in a variety of ways and story-wise is pretty well written um cyberpunk and this expansion it's got checks all those boxes, so I, I highly recommend. For me, it's this is by far the best DLC of the year. Yeah, since this definitely isn't going in the game of the year discussion. I wish it could. Like it, it's it, that good. Where I'm like, hey, it's 20 plus hours. It sucks that we don't include DLC. I get why we don't, but it's I like think this is where it needs to shine. I reported DLC it category. last year after that cyberpunk anime. Like all of my friends' kids were gung ho. It shot up to the number one on Steam uh, with. Average daily user base, and all of my friends are like, "Dude, this game became fucking amazing!" Like, yeah. my friends are still talking about it. Like, 
it, yeah. like going back and forth from Baldur's Gate to Cyberpunk. There's so um, much you can do in that game. Like it's like Witcher Three. Like that game mm-hmm. can take you 120 hours if you want it to. Yeah, like, but so that's the only reason I'd say it's unfair to compare to Starfield because who knows? Starfield could have that glow up two and a half years after its release, where it becomes fun. Got that first party mind. <laughs> like in my yeah, you're, you're right. It, it it totally had just like how would Fallout Five became just no, like Fallout or, 76. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Apparently, it's shaping up into something good. I've I've heard similar things about Redfall too. Like, no, it's actually improved. I'll get to all those now. after I play the Elder Scrolls Online. I I will <laughs> forever be upset at Redfall after I picked it up in my fantasy league. Like, oh, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a Left for Dead with vampires. Surely, it will be good. It's open it's world Left for Dead with vampires. It's getting there. It's getting there. yeah. And I, I'll, I'll leave on the best insult that you can level against a rampaging robot as you destroy its brain. Rusting piss, shitbot! Yeah. <laughs> Rest in piss, shitbot? Rust in piss. Rust? Even better! God damn, this that's... Oh, I, feel like, I feel like when certain people die, I see the, that kind of thing thrown around Twitter a lot. Uh, that is yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, that is an everything bagel of a fuck you but, I'm out of here. But it's <laughs> also, like, this is great. I'm just going to play it again. Rusting piss, shitbot! That is the crowning moment of, like, a ridiculously hard fight against a rampaging, like, cybernetic tank. Uh, yeah. Early on in the DLC, and it is so cathartic and so satisfying to finally deliver that killing blow with that yeah. exclamation. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's I, like a battle arena where this. they just throw, they distribute rockets and shit around there, and you have to hide behind pillars, and it destroys every fucking pillar in the room yeah. before you can See, kill it. See, I didn't it. even find the rockets. I just kept, like, unmounting these heavy machine guns and waddling around with them. That's what it was, the heavy machine guns. It, yeah. it, it gives you weapons. Very few, there's very few moments like that in Cyberpunk of, like, nah, we know this is tough. We're gonna give you like, artillery to unload on this fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a big moment. And it still takes forever. Yeah. And it ties in well with the story, because I won't go into too many details, but the the whole thing is there's there's this woman songbird who's like the only one who can see Keanu because she's actually tapped into your brain and she wants you to rescue her and she's trapped by the bar guest and it's cyberpunk so everyone stabs everyone else in the back Mm. and it's fucking amazing and you gotta play it. She's like the president's personal hacker, basically. She is, yes, but she's like trying to escape that life, you know what I mean? Trying to escape Mm. government employment. But I do love the moment where, like, she, your your character is talking to Johnny, who you can only see because, like, he's on the relic that's trapped in your brain. And then at one point she, like, reaches out and touches Johnny and talks to him. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, how can anyone see me? Like, <laughs> Wait, I think cool. I've got a clip of that. Rusting piss, shitbot! Yeah, there it is. There <laughs> we go. totally there it. That's the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, love it. I'm gonna, I, I want to bring this up. Not for nothing. Because I don't, like, even if there's, like, a question of, like, personal stuff, but, man, as someone who got into Destiny this year, fucking Lightfall. Like, uh, it was in January, so I understand people forgot about it, but mm-hmm. Lightfall fucking, like, as a campaign, Lightfall fucking, uh. This is, this is one of your TL opinions, because there are so many people that hated Lightfall, like, mm. the actual, like, I think, I think Lightfall was rad, I think Strand is a cool, like, cool aspect i don't like how it was gated behind everything so it's a I think a lot of I, destiny I, is a strand game god yeah <laughs> i i think i think everything i think everything after that has been not handled well by bungie 
Oh, wait till the news segment. We have some of that. (laughs) Yeah, but I I think that's what really hurt it. But I think Lightfall, as a campaign, the Lightfall stuff that happened in January, I think is really, really good. Um, And it's one of the most fun I've had in a game I don't play. I was going to say. (laughs) Didn't you start with Lightfall? (laughs) I did not. I played, no, I played... I played uh, all of Witch Queen. Oh, okay. I did not start. I did not start with Life. Witch Queen was good. Witch it Queen was no really taking king. I think. I think Life Falls. I was not there. That your old, your old people original. Yeah, yeah that's ancient bullshit. gamer shit. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I know. Yeah. Destiny retro World. gamer yeah. trash. Yeah. 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 Where's my Destiny remake? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is a Retronauts. We, we can't talk about Destiny One. Yeah. We couldn't possibly we need a Destiny 4K remaster. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that's been our top five. Hope you had fun with it. The top five DLC of 2023. Dulce. On that note, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Wires and Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash lasertime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. The 1980s were the golden age of mean hard R comedies. I think I was remembering my sanitized commercial television viewings because, like, Beverly D'Angelo's naked for, like, no I, reason, and I totally forgot I about that. I had forgotten all about that because yeah. th- that shocked me, too. I was like, wait a minute. she We see her boobies a couple of times. I don't remember that. This might be a fact. This is the fourth National Lampoon movie? I yes. was shocked to find that out because there's two I have never seen or heard of there, it between Animal yeah, House. Two that are kind of lost. One of them's called uh, National Lampoon Goes to the Movies. And Class then, Reunion. Mm, Class Reunion. Yeah, that's right. I think this is the last movie that where it's clearly defined. Like, Harold Ramis is involved in this in some way. Like, we have some DNA of people who yeah. worked at National Lampoon Magazine. Mm-hmm. And now it's just kind of like anything goes. Now well, it's kind it, of like stoner frat comedies, but not always. They, it's really they, the company doesn't exist, and they sold the I name. Think- to put on shitty movies that are like already being made, I believe, and they just okay. they'll affix the National Lampoons. I guess the R is for the, the magazine's reputation itself. It was pretty hmm. fucking edgy for for its time. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on Patreon.com/slash LaserTime. And welcome back to our second segment where we're going to dive headlong into... Are we though? You sure about that? You sure about that? Uh, You sure about that? Because we haven't played any of these. (laughs) Were you guys talking the other week about how oh there's a The Batman skin that showed up in... Arkham, like the, the remasters yes. of Arkham. Which confirmed, yeah, Could yeah. this be something cool? Well, what it could be is that it was supposed to be to coincide with Arkham. The Arkham Trilogy coming out on Switch. That was mm. the other theory I threw out there, by the mm-hmm. way. I thought that was, was my it? lame theory. Yeah, that was, was right. Like a, 
Uh, and <laughs> as usual, the lamest theory is the correct one. Uh, hey. so yes, Batman Arkham Trilogy is on Switch. Hooray! Um, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Those, are, <laughs> those are three really good games that you have played multiple times on I, yeah, other I've systems. Never... I bought, I played, I loved, and I've never paid more than 10 bucks for it, so whatever they're charging for it on Switch, I'm not paying it. Fair enough. Um, I know very little about the other games on this list because I've been, with my head down, doing the DLC research stuff. Mm. Doesn't it feel weird that they do exclude the one game? Like the one, yeah, that they which is didn't which make. is good. It is a good game. It is, <laughs> but it's it's so unfair. It's just like, oh, sorry, Arkham little brother, Knight, yeah. your game didn't make yeah. the list this or wait, time. Ar- Ar- Knight Arkham or Origins, Arkham, Arkham Origins, Arkham Origins, Origins was right. not Arkham them. Origins that was WB Montreal or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's a That's perfectly true. acceptable Batman game. It just doesn't move the story forward in any way. It's which is, it's, it's a prequel, right? Yeah, it's a big giant yeah. side quest, but it. It has all the same shit in it. It's it's pretty good. Yeah. No. Origins was fun. which one was the one that had the very weird Batmobile? Is that Night? That's that's Night. Yeah. The last one that was awful. What a bad game. Yeah. I'd but rather there's play two good or- games. There's I'd rather play Origins there. again than, than Night for real. Uh, Arkham City is a game I wish I liked more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a good game. It's a it's real going on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I, I love Arkham City. I feel mm-hmm. like if you haven't played any of these games and only have a Switch. Can't hardly endorse this enough, but like, you know, chances are you've played those games on other platforms. Or, or if you haven't played Arkham Asylum in yeah. a long time, highly recommend it. Arkham Asylum, I think, is still the best Rocksteady game ever. I love that uh, game a lot. I prefer City, but I get it. I get it. No, no, I, I, they're, they're, they are different experiences. I'm with TL on that. In the beginning, I was just like, it was. Uh, Asylum is a really good Batman detective game. And then they like. And then it became an open world game, and that's what the whole series became. Right. So there was something so like you could replay uh, Asylum over and over again, and it's this really fun movie you can get through really quickly, or a fifty-hour open world game, which you can't replay as easily. Mm. Okay, so it does include Night. I'm sorry, I was confused. It includes what? It does include Arkham Knight. I, I was yeah. confused about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. Arkham Origins that they leave out. They right. leave out, yeah, because it is still called the trilogy, and then that's how I knew they. Le- I just knew which one they left out. I'm like, oh yeah, they're totally going to leave out the one they didn't do. You know? Yeah, so. which is a good game. Get it, get it while you can, because who knows? How, who knows with Zasloff in charge how long it'll be around. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll, Did they'll you hear his quote it. that he says it takes courage to cancel yeah. these movies? It, it takes, <laughs> yeah, I, I read that quote right when I turned on Netflix, and the main splash page was the Batman. Like you're just selling, you're selling off Batman for parts because you fucking awful reality show organization. I hate you so much. Do you mm. do you understand how mad I was when I find out that they shelved a fucking wild coyote? Yeah, alert, yeah. like. Letting the creators shop. Oh, thank you. Yeah, they are, Warner yeah. Brothers property. <laughs> maybe, maybe Lionsgate will release it. Maybe. I hope, I hope I'll say I've said it a billion it. times, including on one other podcast. If you work at Warner Brothers and you can't make more than $30 million off of your own intellectual property, a movie starring John Cena written by James Gunn, quit. You should quit your job. You should quit your job. If you don't think you can make more than thirty million, I could make you more than thirty million on that, and I don't know what I'm doing. You I should love quit that. Your job. I love that his his version of bravery is to not even try. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally. It takes uh, real courage to be a total fucking coward. Everyone fucking everyone who saw the Bat Batgirl movie fucking liked it, and they're just like, 
what if we didn't? What if we mm-hmm. got a tax write? Oh, fuck. I just... Did oh, you I see Brendan Fraser in Killing of the Flower Moon? Anything that man does is phenomenal at this point, even when was, he's chewing all the scenery. That was really weird. That was, <laughs> was really funny. weird. He, he was pretty good in that, though. <laughs> it was out there. I, once he showed up, I'm like, is there another hour in this movie? Oh, my God. <laughs> but it's it's him versus Lithgow, and both are, like, trying to out-yell each other. It's so good as lawyers. I am saying something. <laughs> I was in third rock from the sun. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, next release. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, Gangs, Gangs of, of Sherwood. Sherwood. It's a co-op game where you play as uh, people teaming up to fight Sounds the sheriff dope. of Nottingham. Yep, I would. I will swat every Robin Hood movie to the ground, but like a multiplayer squad-based game, this looks kind of cool. This sounds like a Mel Brooks movie, though. From the I'm 90s. about to say, dude, <laughs> a multiplayer Men's Heights. Sign me up. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd play it. Sign me up right now. Let me play at you. Yeah. Also, yeah, that's that sort of uh, interesting title, Gangs Plural of Sherwood, as though there's more than one. Like, well, what? there's Robin. Oh Hood my God! It's the Friars. The, Run! Robin Hood. There's still in Hood. <laughs> the dead you know, rabbits, Robin Hood, still the in Hood. Two different yeah. things. Yeah. All the gangs of Sherwood. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, uh, oh God, that one of them has to be Morgan Freeman's Muslim group. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> the Azims. The Azims. Uh, I'm just imagining it as the Warriors, but it's like an entire gang dressed as one character. Perfect. Uh, no, no. Cool. Uh, Dragon Quest Monsters on Switch, I think. Uh, yeah. TL, i got to ask you, because you're the only one who's going to know about this. Is this them doing a Pokemon? Is this a Dragon uh, Quest Pokemon? So, actually, no. So, this is them doing a spinoff of Dragon Quest V, which... What? Uh, uh, it's like Quest so. Dragon the Dark Prince. Sorry. Yeah, so Dragon Quest Monsters is a franchise. Is a franchise in the Dragon Quest world. It's based off of the game. Uh, is based off Dragon Quest. I believe five. It's either four or five. Brennan's going to kill me for this. Uh, but that's him, actually Brennan. what inspired Brennan. Pokemon. Uh, hmm. Dragon Quest. Uh, the Dragon Quest uh, five like monster monster capturing mechanic. Then it's like what inspired Pokemon. So this is hmm. actually the OG original flavor of oh, of, of monster capturing. Yeah, I love it when Pikachu that happens. Pikachu on that, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember this because it's like one of the the very first uh, Dragon Quest Monsters game. I think for for Game Boy, uh, I I got sent a, a, a copy of it and like a press release. And I remember like they had included like a trivia question in the press release about like the first Dragon quest or dragon warrior or something and i wrote them back and answered them like oh my god i didn't think anybody read these here we'll send you a keychain oh nice <laughs> yeah. uh was the answer yeah. nintendo power i uh, i can't remember yeah uh, i really hope dragon quest 12 is coming soon i really liked 11 and even though i'm very dubious about Dark Dragon Quest. I want that game. I really don't. I don't know what the fuck they mean by Dark Dragon Quest, but it's coming soon. Ooh, what is it with the twelfth entry in RPG series? You know, Final Fantasy twelve took forever to come to us. Dragon Indeed. Quest twelve. Yeah, yeah. it's Dark Dragon, Dragon Quest, Quest, but it's a bunch of German people dancing under an overpass. No HDR. We're so turning dark. the brightness way the fuck down. I think the big thing is Akira Toriyama is like. I'm doing Dragon Ball Z stuff now. That's yeah. I think that's actually the reason why we're not getting as much Dragon Ball, Dragon Quest stuff. The Toriyama has decided. Could be Americans. There is a 
Man, there's a there's a laser time, and I'm not gonna hold up on it. There's a laser time about the fucking how that Dragon Ball Z movie was so bad it caused Japan to change everything <laughs> with how they do anime properties and made Akira Toriyama do more Dragon Ball Z stuff. Do you suppose Akira Toriyama has a clause in his contract that anything he works on has to have the word dragon in it? This is the creator of Blue Dragon, <laughs> Dragon Quest, Dragon Ball. Yeah. When you have when you have a theme, you stick with it. Yeah, he likes <laughs> dragons, okay? Is this guy from Japan? <laughs> <laughs> That he likes dragons. Uh, sure, whatever. I'm excited about the next one just because most of the Steam World games have been pretty yeah. good. I loved Heist and Dig mm-hmm. One and Two. It's it's uh, the 10th anniversary of Steam World Dig on PC. Really? Yeah. So yeah. Steam World Build is coming. I believe maybe. is on Game Pass as well. So that's hitting on Friday as you're listening to this. So looking yeah. forward to that. And again, it's Game Pass. You're probably already paying for it. I, I should, should say, try yeah, it. all this stuff comes out after we record, except for Roller Drome, which came out for Xbox Series X and S after debuting on, I believe, PlayStation and PC a while mm-hmm. ago. Chris did play it. I, uh, I did. It's and like it, Tony Hawk with guns, basically. It it reminded me of trying to play Fortnite online. I can do <laughs> half of this. Well, <laughs> I can do one or the but, other. <laughs> There, there, there's some good like auto aiming in it. Chew gum simulator. Yeah, I, I can do. Ha- I, 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 it was, and it's cell shaded. I love a good cell shaded game. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, I, I encourage people to check it out because that's exactly what it is—a a Tony Hawk arena shooter, mm-hmm. and uh, with some, at least on consoles, auto aiming compensation. So it's not as punishing as you might think it is. You're trying to. I want to do a nose grind and still point my shotgun to the left. Uh, it's not complicated. It, it, it works. It works. But, like, um, didn't fall in love with it. But, like, whew, did I feel old for a little while. There's a lengthy tutorial. Mm. Yeah. That much I remember. Yeah. And uh, Stranger Things VR. Oh, oh Stranger Things. I like VR. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to rush out to get this. Thing Matt, I expect time. a full report by next week. Fine. All right. Twist my arm, why don't you? I I'll, I'll, say, I'll keep I running up that hill to play. Am I right, fellas? Am I right? <laughs> I've never seen Stranger Things. Well, you, then you don't know how Kate Bush managed to rhyme could with God. I do, I do know how Kate Bush did that because I watched wrestling, and that was in ah. the promo for Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Was it? And Shawn Michaels retirement match. Oh, my God. But yes, there is a rock Which one is running up that hill? Of running up that hill, there's a rock version of running up the hill. That's the first time I heard that song was Shawn Michaels doing a whole promo about how he how he needs to fight The Undertaker. By the way, when, when those men wrestled, both months. were over that hill by then. Far over that hill. I do a super kick that's sweet and music. And <laughs> everyone copies it. It's now a transition move like the DDT. More Kate Bush impressions. We will knock no. this show out of the stratosphere with more Kate Bush impressions. Absolutely not. But yeah, I've never seen Stranger Things. Um, yeah, it's it's here, here's the, the weird th- like. Um, off mic we have a lot of greater conversations about the nature of whatever the media landscape is it was changing and then covid really changed it stranger things is like netflix's only success if you go into a walmart right now there's a stranger things section a section it's huge a section the show hasn't been on for over a year 
No, it it, it, it typically really? takes like two to three yeah. year breaks. Well, the, uh, the strike in COVID really like yeah. fucked yeah. Uh, Stranger Things. They are yeah. way behind on their next season. But uh, I lo- I'm a big fan of Stranger Things. But it's yeah. like it's the only streaming thing that has managed to like get on a like get on a Coke can. You can buy Target pizzas based on the pizza. Chip Ships Ahoy is an ice cream brand you can buy in a Walmart. Yeah, you know what this um, is. I hate to make every listener feel old. This is our version of fifties nostalgia during the eighties. Yes. This is yeah, an eighties totally. nostalgia yeah. show. But it's also weird because like it's been on for long enough. The actors have transitioned. It, it started out as like an eighties kids in peril uh, adventure. That and, that and, will, that will kid. Looks ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> now it's it, like, dude, get a new haircut. That, that, it, he looks ridiculous. It's been however many years. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, he he, lo- he looks like El Chavo. Yeah, but now, now the characters are all like, you know, the characters are teenagers. The actors are all in their twenties. Yeah, uh, I love a good El Chavo. El, yeah, La Matt got the reference. Great. Uh, he looks totally like El Chavo. <laughs> he looks like a spelt El Chavo. Um, <laughs> Stranger Things fascinates me because I do love it. I, I, I and part of why I love it is it, it is nostalgia, but yeah. it is like that last season had a couple real hard R moments that you couldn't mm. have done on regular television. It also had it. It is ceased to be just a straight horror show. It never really was, and it's like mm-hmm. that last season had a dude playing a fucking Metallica song fucking as he's being awesome. attacked by demonic bats in awesome. the Upside Down. It was fucking so. <laughs> it was rad, the best. Dude. Yeah. It was the best. I mean. Uh, at some point, at some point, I will watch it. I guess it's just like it's great. I'll it's great. It's not pandering. It's the shit. It's a good it's genre. It's a good. really good entry into genre pop culture, and I'm more than happy to welcome. Most of the video games have not been notable, uh, <laughs> but there have been a. Demogorg appearing in Dead by Daylight. That's really fun. They've been re- Netflix has been really adaptive to that. So I hope there this was is, that cool the best. isometric. Yep. SNES RPG style game. I if you say it's cool, cool, I'm like, then that's for you. But that it game wasn't was, for me. It was fine. No, no, right. I, I'm just yeah. not what I wanted from a Stranger Things game. All right. Let's, hey, yeah. Stranger Things, come to you and your eyeballs and yeah. your yeah. Oculus VR. Directly into yeah. your eyeballs. Yeah. Poke you right directly. in the eye. But then they would get sucked off. inside out in your yeah. body, just like in season four, mm-hmm. what that guy would do to yeah. people. Yeah. It was scary. That's Casper Van Dien's daughter. He did that too, Mother Mother of Pearl. We'll get you, sir. All right, let's move along to... Give me pictures of Spider-Man! The last time Michael worked in a newsroom... (laughs) The most unrealistic thing about Spider-Man 2 is there's that one mission where he's outside drinking like a latte, and I'm like... J. Jonah Jameson would black not coffee. be drinking. Yeah, it would be mm. black coffee from Mainline the office. black coffee. Like, yeah. Absolutely. He's going to dip his cigar in it. The yeah. 616 J. Jonah, maybe. But this universe, that Sony universe, J. Jonah, right. he probably would drink Anything's a possible. My J. Jonah Jameson only does cocaine sold him by Pablo Escobar. Bought a lot of it. Bought a lot of it. And one Everyone of the video out. games probably spends a lot of time with Alex Jones. They're both like conspiracy yes. podcaster yes. guys. So. Uh, turn yeah. the spiders gay. But that's not what the news is about. Um, hey guys, Five Nights at Freddy's turns out is just always popular in whatever format it's in. It is now yeah. Bloomhouse's most successful picture of all time. Wow. Their picture? 
Here's the yes, thing, though. Picture. Yeah, this that's what is, we call it here in the this, industry. <laughs> this is what happens when, like, you allow a lore thing, or you allow, like, your fans to kind of dictate what your thing is, right? Like, Five Nights at Freddy's is, like, it, like as a game, it's an okay game. It's barely a game, but it's an okay game. But, like, there's that cool lore thing about it. And Scott Coffin fully was like, fuck it, let's go all the way into it. And it just, it prints money. And it's silly. Which he then sends to Trump. Here's a a little trivia question for you guys. I'm going to throw it out there. What was Bloomhouse's previously most successful title? It should be Everything everything Everywhere All at Once. but It is not that. No? It's it's a Scream movie, right? It's like Scream 6? No. Oh. It is... Hereditary? uh, An Unbreakable movie. What? Really? Split... Really? Oh, oh the fucking yeah. Split is so. Split is. I think it's the second in the Unbreakable trilogy. <laughs> the third. I thought the third was Mr. Glass. Was the third? Maybe, no, maybe, you was, might be right. Oh no! Yeah, sorry, Split is the mis- second. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Glass. Is, yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah no, you're Split, right. You're right. You're correct. Because I watched Split and I was like, oh, and then at the end I was like, wait, that what? movie's it's terrible. I, I watched that movie with a kid who had to walk out and pretend it was good. It was like the worst thing I was ever a part of because he didn't want to disappoint the adults he came with. Uh, but but like I think the real story behind this, it's not that it's the most success. Like uh, Five Nights at Freddy's is an untouchable brand. It's that A twenty four has not released an under R rated movie or very many. Like all of its oh. movies are prestige adult movies. Hmm. Rated R, and uh, I'm going. This PG thirteen. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what it was. I'm looking at what I thought was the list of their highest grossing movies, and it's everything, everywhere at once. Hereditary, Lady Bird, Moonlight, Uncut Gems, like things kids would like. They're not meant to have broad audience appeal. So I'm not. I'm not anti Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm just more like, man. I hope A twenty four doesn't abandon the stuff they've done their course over the last ten years. (laughs) I will say, really fun. I will say. Not a bad movie. It's fine. It's not terrible. It's yeah, not it's as fine. good as Willy's Wonderland. That movie's better. Well, it's it, that's a straight R-rated horror movie. But right. they it's made a horror Nick movie. Cage. They, it's well, it's not a straight horror movie. We are having a conversation offline. Horror. Like uh, every kid I know is super into fucking horror movies, and we I keep reading reports. Ah, no one wants to see Indiana Jones. All the kids care about is horror movies. That's what they want to watch. And they know That's this sort brand. of always been the case, right? Like teenagers love yeah. horror movies, but they're yeah. legally prohibited from seeing most horror movies. And this time they weren't a good idea. I heard the script was written by AI. But, <laughs> I mean, hey, but, it's a it's a Scott fitting, Coffin right? game. Like, mm-hmm. uh, um, um, I think the lore is kind of silly, but yeah, I'm not anti crazy. Five Nights at Freddy's. I just want to. I do want to preserve some. A twenty four knows what they're doing. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. You know who else apparently knows what they're doing? Uh, did you guys see the uh, the screenshots or the I did promotional stills released of the Amazon Prime Fallout television yes. series? Do you promise that's Walton Goggins? I, I... Walton Goggins as a ghoul is amazing oh, looking. Like that shit. Like he, he was he was born to play that role. And I kind of say that a lot about Walter Goggins, though. Like he was yeah. he was born to play Baby Billy. Like my my, just... my group of friends has called him Sir Walton Goggins for like twelve years. <laughs> like uh, he's the best. He's the shit. 
Baby Baby Billy, Shane Vendrell, Cletus Van Dam. He is uh, my he, favorite character. He's my favorite voice actor on Invincible. He's yeah, so he's great amazing. Cecil. Great. Oh, Cecil. But uh, yeah, even the power armor kind of looks good in those stills. I'm like, all right, yeah. they're, they're nailing it. Like, my my only uh, issue is that Todd Howard's like, this game is canon. Like, what's canon in Fallout? Isn't it all based on what I do? <laughs> like, yeah. it does. And so what Walton Goggins does is going to dictate what happens in gameplay? What are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. Shut up, Todd. Isn't this isn't this a studio that changed the ending to three because it pissed people off? Like, what's canon even mean yeah. at yeah. that point? Canon's like, it's well, a ridiculous notion. Uh, okay, but the, the ending originally, like, the way it locked you in was absolutely stupid. Like, your, your friend who is immune to radiation... Like, you have the choice of, oh, I need to go into this room soaked with radiation to pull this switch. They make he you pull a Spock. But if you try to ask him to do it, he'll just say, like, I would not rob you of this glory. And <laughs> and then they patched it so it was like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will, will say this. Be I don't, my I, friend. I don't mind Todd Howard saying that this just is just canon about to do because that. every canon ending to fucking Fallout sucks. All those games at the end, I'm just like, I'm glad I played this game. I hate this ending. I hated it in three, and I hated it in four. I so want to spoil okay the ending of four so bad because it's, it's such a stupid reveal. It's so it's, dumb. It's so dumb. It's so I hate dumb. it so much. Mm. Oh man, hey TL, we were talking about uh, Destiny earlier. Mm-hmm. Hey buddy, Bungie, go, going through some some things, huh? The, first of all, they announced that the upcoming Destiny expansion, the Final Shape. Is delayed till June 2024. They didn't. <laughs> that name seems like a placeholder. No, it's okay. Wait, okay, wait. It's we can't cylinder. do that. The shape is part of the Destiny lore. Don't do that. The final okay. shape is important, especially what happens to the Traveler. Hey, it's fine. We're going to have. Did, a did sh- Sony buy this on Black Friday a year ago? What happened? <laughs> it's fine. We're going to have a seven month season, so it's fine. We're going it'll be fine. fine. Because you, you you know they got they're almost a ten year old game. That's pretty fucking impressive. It is. They, they're months away from being I a ten year old game. Not to make light of it, this was the this was the pitch of Destiny of it being a. Yeah. Uh, a I didn't believe like them. A, you know the greatest platform. trick the devil ever pulled was convincing you guys that two games were actually one. <laughs> you're referring to it. It's just Destiny. That's two I mean, video Destiny games, is folks. It's called Destiny Two. It, it is two years worth of content distributed over ten years. Yes. Um, the other the other controversy they're they're dealing with right now is they had to take down a fifteen dollars starter pack they were yeah. selling over pay to win backlash. Um, typically, you know, Bungie had been pretty good about like, hey, we're going to sell you this sur- silver. It's pretty much only used for cosmetics, you know, emotes stuff like that. But they but straight it's up over. But they straight up. I mean, the game is old enough now in its life cycle where they're like, we're going to sell a starter pack that kind of just gets you a lot of these hard to obtain, you know, exotic weapons that sort of thing and. The fans were pissed. It was fifteen bucks. Um, I can see how they landed here, strategy-wise. Like it, it totally makes sense to me. But the fans were fucking justifiably pissed. because we were talking about MMOs on on the on, on offline yeah, and yeah. like Destiny is the closest thing to FPS. Wow, at this point, it's been around ten years. But are the fans also pissed? Like I've gotten like a hundred exotics through the Amazon Prime gaming, like the free giveaways they do. Like, yes, but is like it just uh, that it's pay to win. It's that it's pay to win because that that's something every game does when it's on their last legs, and it does seem like kind of the end of Destiny, and that's that's hard to confront. 
to get good exotics, they're so it's so tied into so many things. And like one of the reasons why I bounced off of Destiny while I was enjoying myself. Again, I really loved the last shape. It's just I can't do anything without doing a fucking time sink and spending so much money. Like I have to pay for a dungeon key and then I have to run the dungeon, which is gonna yeah. take some time. That's not even like running a raid, which my friend ran like they ran a raid and they did it for like 24 hours and i was like who has that kind of that, time dude? on their hand like it's honestly. not just that like like michael you're a mild that de- you played destiny when it came out right very briefly i know you're not being disparaging when i ask you this mm-hmm. there's nothing destiny could do to get you into the game right um it's well at this point it's right it's, it's it's all too much. Like right. yeah, I, I wouldn't know where to start and there's too much other stuff. They I have play nothing right left to do but milk their base. They they they're not going to I hate it because it is a good persistent shooter universe and that I I jump in on occasion and have a great time with cuz I know how to play it, but they're never going to get another like Destiny 3. They I have don't know. the problem that every live service game eventually yeah. faces, which is do you just cater to the core who are the yeah. ones you can consistently rely on to give you money over and over for new expansions, which that user base though gradually over time shrinks slowly, but surely, mm-hmm. or do you try to get new players? And it's like to onboard a new player in an MMO or a game like this to Michael's point is just like, there's too much to absorb. Like this yeah. is a game that if you skip one expansion and come back yep. to it, you will be overwhelmed. Like, I cannot imagine the new player experience. Well, I mean, they, they always let you level to that area. But it's outside of the leveling, though. It's just like learning where all the currencies are and, yeah. and stuff like that, you know? For me, it was like... So, I, I again, I jumped in last year with the season, with, uh, with Witch Queen stuff. But then I had to go back and unlock Stasis and do all the Beyond Light stuff. Yep. And and like that currency's not great. And like there's nope. just it is it is it is very user unfriendly. It, it sucks. sucks. Like if you it only works like this game only worked because I had dedicated friends who wanted who yep. were like willing to put me through it. That's literally the only That's way every MMO. Yeah. Every MMO is like eventually yeah. it will reach a point where there's an have MMO to have friends getting you into it. Yep. There's an and MMO. And I know they don't want to be called an MMO, but they have made they are all the same missteps every MMO and, and, has and, made. And, like and, we had this big. I wish we could talk about it here, but we don't have time, and it's not just that. Like, uh, WoW has persisted this entire time, and, and I think a lot of that. It's not new people getting into WoW. It's people jumping in and out of WoW. And mm. I've been a jump in and out of Destiny player for a long time. I'm yep. always happy to give them the money because it's one of the best experiences. We we put it in our best experience of the last generation for yep. a reason. Uh, but I don't know what what else they do at this point. Even Destiny 3, I think, would be a reach. Yeah. A Halo reach. I will yeah. also say, though, uh, two points. One, I, the story's been really good. That's the only reason why I, I gave up. I really do enjoy the story. I got into the game when there was no story. Uh, two, no one was asking for Marathon. Just stop. Yeah. We don't have to do that. <laughs> we don't have to do Marathon. No one's asking for that. Especially not what they showed of Marathon. Like, Marathon was a story-driven game originally. Anyway, um, the, uh, yeah, the thing with Destiny, I just realized, like, they are less than a year away from it being a 10-year experience. Thought I just yeah. said that. That's oh, all they promised. Welcome. That's okay. all they promised. Yeah. They said it's a 10-year game, and that's it. They're going to fall apart after this. No more budget. Now we're going to get marathon games. 
Can't Destiny, but like five. TL, Matt, and I. Destiny is one of the most fun, best experiences you can have on a. I don't want to say console. I don't want to limit to that because I I have friends who bought bigger PCs to deal with Destiny. Like uh, Destiny is awesome. It is a great yeah. experience. It, it, there's frustrating aspects to it, but there's nothing else like it. And I don't know. And everybody who has tried has failed. Not unlike WoW. <laughs> it's the last one standing. Um, I, I'll be sad to see it go. But once you start charging pay to win shit, you're over. You are yeah. over. You are char- you are milking your base. I I'm mm. very excited to see what Final Shape is. I wonder if that's going to get people back. That's that's what I wonder. We'll milking see. your base is a very complicated technique. I uh, I need to be milked. Right by the way, there. yeah, yeah. If it has nipples, you can milk it. Everyone <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Last story. This one hits close to home. Um, I, I know the people involved. Michael, I think you've met one of the people involved. So um, a friend of mine, John yeah. Melcher, who was the executive producer on The Simpsons Hit and Run, uh, did an interview with Ben Hansen uh, that was posted to the MinMax YouTube channel uh, where he joined some of the former folks that worked on that game. Uh, programmers Carrie Brisebois and Greg Mayer and then producer Steve Boxa. Um, and designer, there's a lot of people, designer Darren Evanson. But anyway, they were talking about The Simpsons Hit and Run, and they were talking about why there was never a sequel or a follow-up. And um, they actually were quite open and honest about this stuff, where basically Melcher just is like, yeah, they dropped the ball. Like, um, Hmm. the rights were sort of lined up. We had everything ready. There was a prototype they were working on. There was a PowerPoint presentation. And then it just didn't happen. And then obviously around that time is when um, Vivendi got absorbed by Activision and Radical started working on Prototype. And then eventually Radical Studio got shut down. Those those were the original developers of Simpsons Hit and Run. And then EA bought the rights in 2005. And kind of, if you ask yourself, well, what's the reason we've never even had like a remake of Hit and Run or any sort of sequel? It's... They killed it like they did Star Wars. <laughs> At this point, you can sort of blame EA. Is like, well, they've mm-hmm. they've held exclusive rights to Simpsons games since 05. What have they done with those rights? Like one or two console games, yeah. and then that mobile game and the mobile yeah. game that endlessly generates money and mm-hmm. gets constant content. Well, you know, it's so easy to blame EA on things, but I'm EA, not- EA, at in 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 two thousand in that era, they were like visionaries. Like we all remember the great hit Marvel Nemesis, right? Like yeah. the game that EA <laughs> yes. absolutely thought was going to change the world of fighting yeah, We're going to do a, a Marvel crossover <laughs> with our own characters, but we don't have any superhero characters, so let's make some, and they're all going to suck, and no one will remember. <laughs> you know, uh, I, um, I've i actually been thinking a lot about electronic arts as a, as a studio, um, just because of, like... I think we were talking about on Welcome to the Thing, like I, how we, we we have not gotten a, a Def Jam fighting game since mm-hmm. Icon, and like Icon sucks. There's not, yeah. a, but there, there's not a. I would say there's not a bad Def Jam game. They're all fun. Yeah, I mean, I, Icon. You're right. Icon doesn't suck. Icon is not what I wanted after Icon Fight for was New York. A uh, poor follow up to fight. Yes. To, Fight for NY, and but mm-hmm. how we how do we not have a Fight for New York like remaster? Like, yeah. hey, you know what? I know a lot of rappers. You know what they love? 
money. You know what they would have no problem with? Relicensing themselves and these and their music for money. I know games. a couple rappers. <laughs> if you aren't taking their music, they would be dying to be in a video game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think the problem is like with EA's current model is like they need they only make big bets, right? Mm-hmm. And so like as yeah. good as Def Jam remake would is. be and stuff, like it's it might still only sell a million or two copies, and that is not EA numbers. EA needs like five or more million copies sold per game. Right? And, and every um, time I read a story about Simpsons Hit and Run, the best Simpsons game, mind you, by far, that was when Fox had a publishing arm. Mm. Fox doesn't exist. Period. Like <laughs> they don't exist at all, and like and Disney doesn't have a publishing arm. Well, technically, that game was published by Vivendi Universal, which mm. morphed from Fox Interactive. Right. Fox Interactive became v- Vivendi Universal, and yeah, I mean, this story basically is just like, hey, we we had even like kind of signed the rights to multiple games. It was all lined up, and then it just never happened. Yeah, it <laughs> it, it performed well, but it probably wasn't a huge success that moved the needle a lot for the people who look at numbers. I gotta love Melcher sort of throws shade. He goes. Uh, you know, Vivendi couldn't get the video game rights to the next game, but they managed to get the Buffy the Vampire Slayer hey! rights. <laughs> like, oof. John's That's funny a funny guy. But have uh, you guys seen the uh, remastering effort, like the fan yeah. remaster of yeah. Hit and Run? Yeah, because, because like, it's one of my favorite things, because the uh, writers of Simpsons who talk about the game, like, we would love to see that game re-released or make another one. Yeah. They also, on commentaries, admit they don't know how their games are animated. They don't know that. Ah. So that goes quadruple for game development. I wrote a really funny joke. Why didn't you make a 3D game around that? (laughs) Yeah, well, actually, and that's the thing. John was pretty involved in the writing of this game. He's also the guy... He co-wrote the Ghostbusters video game that eventually yeah. went on to get published yeah. by Atari. Wow. So he's worked on some of your favorite stuff, folks. So very interesting interview. Go go listen to it. It's just unfortunate because, like, yeah, I would have told you, like, that was the beginning of a franchise. It was it was a follow-up. What was the one before Hit and Run that was, like, started? Road Rage. The, uh, Road Rage. Road Rage. The also best good. Simpsons game? That was the Crazy the, Taxi Simpsons game. Yeah, yeah. the best Simpsons game. Also very game. good. But, like, Hit and Run was a ni- nice evolution of that formula. And then, yeah, they, they could have... They had ideas for a sequel. They were going to introduce, like, towing mechanics where you could pull shit around town from your car and, like... Okay, cool. Yeah, mm. sounds like that's fun. what I was talking about uh, off mic with you, Matt. About like a company invested in like we want to be in the interactive space. We'll come up with our own ideas and make them rather than waiting for people to license them when we're totally hands off. And like uh, that's what happened with Fox. That what has been happening with Disney, uh, and Disney now owns The Simpsons. So I, 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 I would think Disney would remove the barriers to being a remastered hit and run, but another hit and run. Never going to happen. No. Never. But tapped out too. Never. Tapped yeah. out. Tapped out. At tapped this out. point with Hit and Run, the hardest part, honestly, would be finding the assets. Because like, the yep. company that worked on it was dissolved. So where does it? There's like 800,000 YouTube channels devoted yeah. to the assets. <laughs> they can give them to them. Just thinking of the best joke in that game where uh, Hans Molman is on TV saying, please kill me. And Marge is like, that poor man. I hope someone does kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Not Matt, a bad the, march, Michael. The the little bit yeah, of news that I wanted to bring up in this because this, this is in under the wire. I might have a news alert for GTA stuff because there's supposed to be a new GTA announcement, and we just got GTA announcements. The new announcement I saw was that three of the games are coming to Netflix. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> yep. But still, 
imagine traveling back in time and telling 2014 Matt, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto will be free on Netflix. <laughs> so wait, is this the trilogy that they put out? Last it, year, it is a little fi- well. it is a little fixed, but okay. yes, you can you can play that on your phone or iPad tomorrow. Sure, for I want to play. I want to play San Andreas again. That San Andreas remaster <laughs> looks so weird. Whatever they did to the art with the weird AI smearing of the colors and stuff was. So but weird. sometimes you need. I need that shit you drive. In your life. That's true. <laughs> I, Grand Theft Auto San is a game that means so much to me. I It's the first review I ever wrote. I love that game. I played two seconds of that remaster. It was like, I'm good. Thank you. My memories of 2004 can stay there. And speak, speaking of going back in time, Dan Hauser announced what he was working on, what he's going to release. And Michael, I think you can agree, if this was 10 years ago, we would lose our minds. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm the Grand Theft Auto guy. I took Laszlo with me, and we're working on this. It is a graphic novel and a podcast series. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what? How yeah. could they make a bad podcast series? Yeah. I'm sure it would be great. It's yeah, just, how, you know. But, it, like, again, 10 years ago, that would have been, the podcast series would have been revolutionary, and the graphic novel thing would have been, like, yeah, no question. Of course, I'll buy that. Are they going to sit on a couch with their feet in the air? No, no. It already it has names: uh, a Better Paradise and American Caper, which I think is a great name. Mm-hmm. American Caper. Oh yeah. I mean, if they just want to sit around and recreate the conservative talk shows from the Grand Theft Auto <laughs> games, like I'll fucking listen. I to mean, Leslie's like a veteran radio guy, so yeah. I don't. I don't think they're necessarily there. What you're talking about, but they're also. Old and rich enough to be like, ah, both sides had their points. <laughs> well, we'll I mean, make fun I, of both I, sides. <laughs> I'm with Matt, though. I do like their parody radio stuff. So yeah, I like yeah, it. I you're love it. Me that in an audio format. Yeah, I'm here. Epsilon, let's Laszlo go. Laszlo is so like, good at that. Let's fucking go. So like, remember, I, I'm, there, I'm there for that. Stuff like, nobody knows how to cook anymore. Nobody knows how to kill anymore. Nobody knows how to kill dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so I, th- I think... Uh, uh, a week from now, we'll see it, something about Grand Theft Auto. I just want to know what Stevie Wonder song they're going to use for it. Uh, um, it's it's no, it's <laughs> Phil Collins. I think that was already leaked. Phil uh, Collins. It's Phil Collins. They're not making this game for me. Oh, <laughs> how dare you? Black people love Phil Collins. <laughs> how dare you? I still will never forget uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, yeah, Five when it came out. Playing it with my dad, coming in, looking my dad coming at TV, look at TV, being like, "They sure say the N word a lot in this game," and I had to reckon with that for a moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Five gave it a whole new musicality that I was you not should, prepared for. You should have turned around and like take it up with DJ Pooh. Mm. Like, <laughs> just to use that in a sentence would would fucking enthrall me. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, Grant. We will know about a new Grand Theft Auto by, by well, maybe this show, maybe, maybe two maybe, weeks from now. Yeah. May, may, might be like, you know, December 31st. They no, it's just, the it, they said December 7th. That's December? when they're announcing okay. everything. Right. Cool, cool. So, Is it at the Game Awards then? It's probably the Game Awards. Mm, Don't want to spoil uh, anything. That'd be amazing yeah. if they just stole the Game Awards Thunder, though. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, they like, might. Like, yeah, you can either watch conference. the opening or you can watch our trailer. They yeah. might. Uh, Dave the Diver wins. <laughs> I've been talking to Jesus, and he knows I'm right. <laughs> That's Phil Collins, by the way. Or, or what did they? What if the song is fucking Tarzan? Yeah. I want to know. 
If you shout, you gotta get the drugs. I want to. It's know the best opening. The best hey. opening in Disney song history, and the shittiest. I fucking hate Phil Collins, but Son of Man. Oh, That's the best the opening to yeah. a song ever. Huh. Hey, look, man. I don't like Phil Collins the person, huh. but that Tarzan album, rad. Brother Bear sucks shit, though. Yeah, it's the worst. It's the <laughs> fucking worst. Oh, I hate Brother Bear's music so much. <laughs> so bad. Oh, it's so the bad. only place that acknowledges Brother Bear still exists is inside California Adventure. There's they, that like animation Matt, studio I ta- room. <laughs> I, oh no, I thought you were. T- there was that outdoor California area jungle gym. That no, was all, that area is still around. They rethemed that. Like you, I was there when they were taking it down. <laughs> no, I was sitting there waiting to go see fucking um, Elsa. And you're in that room where they're playing all the animated clips from various Disney movies, and I'm like, oh yeah, Brother Bear was a thing. Like, yep. yeah, dude. Brother Bear, Home on the Range. <laughs> Two huge, huge swings and misses. It's not, not to make a hack joke, but there's a really good black movie in Brother Bear, just changing the tone completely. Uh, yeah, it was called Over the Hedge. It, it was all, it was done by a different studio. Amazing <laughs> video game. Oh no, that, sorry, that was uh, Open Season. Open, open Season. season. Yes. <laughs> over the Hedge uh, wasn't bad. Uh, over the Hedge is not bad at yeah. all, actually. Wasn't good. Well, well, it's it's, it's that perfect game. example of like they'll hire nine thousand comedians to make off-screen jokes to make. And Avril Lavigne is amazing. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that is all the news. Know. That is fit to play. All right, let's move on to our community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week was, do you have a favorite video game OST, original soundtrack, like one you'll actually sit and listen to? Do you have an answer to this, TL? So I do, actually. Right. Uh, I love video game music. Um, uh, and Def Jam me- Icon. Uh, I think there's, there's, I think there's a different, so I do think there's a difference between like a curated like playlist. I do think like the Def Jam games like have very good. like a licensed uh, soundtrack. Curated, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause I still think like if we're doing that, uh, it's NBA street volume two. Perfect. Literally the perfect. Fuck, it's pretty good. That it's one's pretty good. fucking great. Wow. Uh, but an actual OST that I will play and listen to, um, is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Ah, Autumn fucking i, I like, own the vinyl a, i love it th- I, that is a perfect like listening album like i think there are better like osts where it fit in game but that album like as an album that i will sit and listen to it's so good it's some of the best music on Gucci, i love and like just hearing like uh i think the opening track was another winner like when i hear mm-hmm. that I'm just, I'm like... Another winner is I'm so fucking, good. I'm fucking, yeah. I'm in heaven. Like, I'm Does just it slap, TL? Would the kids say this slaps? Uh, it, it for sure slaps. It's fucking great. It's one of the best chiptune albums ever written. I have yeah. not had friends over to listen to music ever, except when we take acid. And it th- all three times we put on Scott Pilgrim soundtrack, and I blow... Ev- what the fuck is this? <laughs> because, because, like, all of the Scott Pilgrim game, it's like an... It's like someone went back in time and, and took a branch of video game and video game music and regrew it. Uh, something that we never got to see. It's beautiful. 
Full yeah. disclosure, my name is on their videos that they play during <laughs> their shows. Yes. Yep. Yes. If you go to their show and you see mm-hmm. the Scott Pilgrim gameplay, you will see Michael's name. But yeah, it's his gaming use it's his gamer tag, so it's Slapnut sixty nine XXX the capital the, the X in the middle is capital. It's capitalized. my work <laughs> gamer tag. It's just Michael underscore Raparas. It's it's Michael Michael uh quote Vince screwed Brett. Mm-hmm. Quote. <laughs> 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 nice, nice. Uh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. Well, let's see. On the official Laser Time Gaming Media on Facebook, blah blah blah. Uh, Adrian X Spillman says, "Not to sound like a broken record, but the soundtrack to Streets of Rage 2 will literally punch your dick off." There's <laughs> Wait, a recent literally? video of Piano Dude trying to break it down, but even he can't handle. The bare knuckle experience. It's pretty amazing. I yeah, love baby, that, that cast the Casio that was happening in the in the Genesis era. Like, it's so good, so good. That's great. FM great modulate me, baby. Let's go. Streets of Rage great soundtrack. Two soundtrack. Very good. Very good. Let's see from the Threads Threads. Uh, Joe Italian last name says right now I'm currently jamming out the entire Cyberpunk 2077 soundtrack. Hey, very topical. This does include the new Growl FM from Phantom Liberty and the Idris Elba single Chokehold. Uh, Chris, he's giving you a bonus answer to a question you had. Oh, thank you. Last album I physically bought was Aussie indie pop band Custard's Respect All Life Forms, which the lead singer's Dave McCormick is currently voicing the dad in Bluey Bandit. Oh, wow. Very topical. Again, I've been a fan of them since I stumbled upon them in 1999 with their album Love Rama. TL, I don't know if it's the last album I bought, but it's one of the last. 20 bucks, original vinyl, the Shaft soundtrack. Hell yeah. I got the Shaft soundtrack on vinyl. I was so fucking happy. It's so pretty. Uh, um, Fun fact, the last album I bought was Scott Pilgrim vs. the World on CD. Wow. Go to my my car to be like, I'm going to listen to this soundtrack driving. (laughs) Didn't realize I don't have a CD player. (laughs) I always have. What happened? (laughs) Did you have a cassette that you could do the whole little uh, No, I had to go into my phone and open up Apple Music. Oh, man. If I hold... If I hold the discman in my lap and put in the tape player. <laughs> that is yeah, still was, voodoo to me. Like, how did they make that fucking cassette converter thing work? Like, it's spinning Dude, a CD. Dude, uh, it's some of the best your- technology. When you can't retrofit a game into something, I'm like, a fake tape made right. digital music possible right. on, on yeah. a... On a CD, on a tape player, thir- 25 years ago. It shouldn't have been possible. It's proof of time travel, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> from X, uh, we got... Uh, Please call it Twitter. Oh, from Twitter. Uh, from Twitter, uh, I've always loved Monster Hunter. Has uh, that monster? The way Monster Hunter has musical themes that fit a specific locale or a monster. Mm. I often listen to Monster Hunter World, Iceborne's OST. Uh Congregation for of the Fearless incorporates elements of all the area themes and uh, which perfectly fits its location. Okay, hell yeah! I could see that be a good background listen. It's just orchestral music, like a nice symphony shit, right? So. It, it, but it does have good fanfarishness. If I can pull out a word yeah. that does not exist, and good good percussion with the drums in the different mm. areas and stuff, I get it. That's yeah, good. there's 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 good like themes to each like each of the songs. Uh, it is, it's been consistent. Uh, for Retro Lapstick on Twitter, uh, the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack is something that I listen to with my daughter all yeah. the time. 
Oh. Uh, oh, and the Outrun. Yes! I mean, oh, both, the Outrun both winners. Both huge winners. Both That's great. the only uh, only Sega, only Sega arcade game soundtrack I bought on iTunes because I love the Outrun wow. soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. As an employee <laughs> of Sega. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a closer look at this name here. At Nanuskiska. Uh, says the Hades soundtrack is one of the mm. best I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. In the Blood still makes me tear up when I hear it. Just bangers from start to finish. I don't think that studio has ever made a game that doesn't have fucking great yeah. music. Yeah, like, Super Giant like not even music. Super Giant is just like, oh, music? Here you go. Yeah. We cooked. Yeah. That's what the kids say now, Matt. We yeah. cooked. <laughs> okay, good to know. It's it's <laughs> not fire anymore? No one's no. hoping. <laughs> At this point, I'm old enough where I have to know the terms to avoid saying so that I don't look like the fucking stupid scammy skateboard over my Mm -hmm. shoulder meme. Like, yeah. Hello, fellow children. My Mm -hmm. eyes are perfectly reasonably sized. All right. From Blue Sky, uh, (laughs) is that Phasemerzer? and Masher, maybe. Uh, and Masher. Okay. Uh, The first game that made me really fall in love with video game music was Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Uh, two. 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 David, yeah, David Wise's score is still something I revisit. Uh, it was the first game OST I encountered that felt like it was scoring a film with progression, uh, with progressing narrative, not only for the level design, uh, but for the music as well. I agree. I think David yep. Wise, uh, did a tremendous job on the Dunk Kong songs. Even if I'm more of a fan of the Grant, Grant Gro- uh, Kirk Hope 64 stuff. I think David Wise's what stuff is still an asshole. <laughs> I like Red Kirk Kirk's music. I'm I sorry. Do too. <laughs> I do love too. Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Uh, yes, which has. But I, I, I've I've seen people argue Donkey Kong Country Two has the best soundtrack of any video game ever, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's not mine, but yeah, I can see it. Yeah, it's I good. Can see it. It's really it's very good. very good. It's it, not. It's it's difficult to argue. But a man wise, riding a woman riding a motorbike on blue ski. Uh, the Metroid Prime trilogy soundtracks are my go-to listening for writing sci-fi. Cool. Uh, although considering I've never published any sci-fi, <laughs> it might not be the best choice. Uh, but I I know like uh, when I read, I read better if there's music, and I read better if there's music with no lyrics, and I have gone to the Blade Runner and Tron soundtracks because I have them on vinyl. Synthwave yeah. is like perfect background music. Yes. And you can yeah. just, yeah. Good, good, good. Dewani Raksha says, the soundtrack for Hades is perfect. Wow, deja vu. Excellent for listening to while working or studying. Every track has a hook or a groove which absolutely slaps. And then in the blood hits, if you know, you know. I'm emotional mm-hmm. just thinking about it will be quite a feat if two can match it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Oh, but I, I love this answer. Mark Delete says, Revenge of Shinobi is my oh, all-time favorite yeah. game soundtrack. Yuzo Koshiro made the perfect late 80s ninja movie soundtrack for the game and continued with killer tracks in his other work. I've used multiple parts as phone rings and alarms over the years. I just love this game's music to death. Very good. I had the original vinyl release from Data Discs when it came out and thought about getting the new recording as its source from the original PC-88 hardware it was written on (laughs) over the Genesis hardware in the first edition. Wow, wow. I don't I even do. know that I've heard that. Respect. Like, yeah. Respect. I want to. I want to add one more real quick, and I don't think like I think I stay with my Scott Pilgrim because I think all Scott Pilgrim is good. Um, 
Toby Fox's music in Undertale. Yeah. Yes. Fucking like that game doesn't work without the music. It I mean, literally the, does not work. Without the, there's the music. there's probably like you could go through Toby Fox's music as a retrospective for all of game for like thirty years of game music. Yeah. It's very neat. It's 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 incredible actually. Yeah. Uh, trying to be evocative of every era, every genre. Very cool. Just want to express disappointment in the entire Laser Time community. No one put Stardew Valley. Shame on you. Mm, I haven't it. played it. And yeah, no one put Sonic Spinball. Uh, first of <laughs> yeah, all, there's no. there. I can't. You, you. We don't. We can't do this. We don't have the time. Yeah. I will go. There's so Sonic much music. good Sonic music, man. <laughs> there's so much good yeah. Sonic music. It's ridiculous. Just go listen to the Frontier right. soundtrack. Well, let's listen to the video Frontiers. responses first. First comes from Gallatin Carhart, our uh, last week's studio namer, who says, "Good afternoon, VGA. It's Gallatin Carhart here." Uh, first off, thank you Buckle very your much belt. for More out. like Gallatin Carlar, am I right? I appreciate that. <laughs> Secondly, doing some loving on the truck here, the big barn. Uh, Got to make sure this truck is loved. She's an older gal. Nice. She's a 2009 model. And I uh, love her quite a bit. Answer to this week's question of the week. What soundtrack do you really, really like? And you can listen to. Now, I'd love to say x-men for the uh for the genesis where that it's screaming in your ear it's actually a good soundtrack so i really do. that's one bad part what tops me is like memorable and i know it's a cheat but it's grand theft auto san andreas and the reason that is is because uh the oldest one the one who drives this truck right now she was born a preemie she was born at 32 weeks and so mm. she spent a month between Vanderbilt Hospital and then here, and then back to Vanderbilt, and then they said, take his baby home. And she was holding her breath once every so many days for about 10 to 15 seconds, which wow. is kind of a bad deal. Uh, so the first weekend we had her home, we were scared. I was scared. We were like, oh my gosh, this child's out of the incubator and she's in our hands and she might do this holding her breath thing. So... We got to stay awake. Someone has to stay awake with this child this, this entire weekend until I go to work on Monday at least. And uh, played San Andreas and listened to the country album. And so Queen of the Heart, Queen of Hearts is oh, a yeah. big deal in my household these you days. You know what? I'm really smart. And Avery is about to, she's not far off of turning 18 years old. Anyways, that's my answer. Y'all take it easy, fellas. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you, Gallatin Carhartt. Congratulations, Avery. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, throw it away, start over, but it sounded like it worked worked out. Good for you. I love that everyone's impression of, of GTA soundtracks is the stations they listen to when they play those games, because mm-hmm. it's like, I would have said San Andreas was nothing but gangster rap, because that's all I listened to when that playing that game. game made me appreciate country music in a yeah, way I, I never had yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Because once I switched it off the things I liked, it was the things I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, like ro- ro- <laughs> Young Turks. Come on, oh, beautiful. See, Come that on, was, like that was me. I never with, liked that song. That was me with Vice City mm-hmm. and learning hair metal. I got really into hair metal because, like, I was like, "Oh, these songs fucking slap!" Like, they're, they're good yeah. songs. Oh, yeah. 
My definitive memory of San Andreas is taking off in a helicopter in an in-game rainstorm, and the second I get in and start up the engine, Freebird starts playing on the radio. <laughs> nice. Like, oh, this nice. is so beautiful. This is everything I've ever wanted. It's the best helicopter in a rainstorm song one could ever yeah. imagine. Yeah. It's true. Uh, finally, Jeff Wildman has an answer, video answer as well. Where are you? <laughs> oh, hey, Video Game Apocalypse. Uh, I was just playing uh, a song on my guitar. Uh, that song is from the Silent Hill soundtrack, ah, which, weirdly ah, enough, happens to be my favorite video game soundtrack of all time. Um, actually, all the video, uh, all the Silent Hill soundtracks, I would say, are my favorite soundtracks ever since. I guess the first time I saw the original Silent Hill trailer, back in, I don't know, 98, 99, the theme song hooked me, and then when I played the game, I just loved the music throughout the game. That led me to importing the soundtrack from Japan, which I'd never, at that point, never imported anything in my life. And from that point on, every time there was a Silent Hill game. I look forward to the soundtrack's release like one of my favorite bands from putting out a new album. Um, I've always loved Akira Yamaoka, everything he's done for the Silent Hill games and beyond. Uh, so yeah, just that franchise. Well, even even when he left and the a new composer, the Dexter composer took over, also excellent. So um, and a fun fact actually about the soundtracks or about the Silent Hill music. Um, when Akira Yamioka used to tour, he would play concerts playing the Silent Hill music. And in those concerts, playing guitar and singing the male vocal parts was uh, Troy Baker, which huh. um, I learned a few years ago. So that's pretty interesting. Anyway, yeah, Silent Hill soundtracks, uh, if you've never listened to them, they're pretty fantastic. All right, I'll leave it at that, and you guys take care. Thank you, Jeff. Never would have thought of that, like Silent Hill for soundtracks. But huh, like, yeah, yeah. No, Well, I mean, those are all really that, good. That's, Laura's theme is fucking amazing. Hmm, yeah. And one of the best game songs of all time. But here's a weird thought I just had. Uh Japan in general is really, they're really good culture, cultural archivists, and they're Soundtrack makers are all music nerds. If you didn't hear that laser time we did about where the Mario music came from, that's all from like jazz funk from like 81. Mm. It's a crazy thing to be into. <laughs> but Japan loves music of all kinds of all stri- Scorpions can sell out a stadium tomorrow just as easy- easily as Taylor Swift. Right. Uh, but hip hop in Japan, <laughs> I have not seen that. I've not well, okay. seen. Help me out here, T.O. So, well, hey, I mean, there's actually, a lot this of Japanese is, hip-hop. Was, well, there's a lot of Japanese hip-hop, but I would think what you're trying to say, Chris, is like kind of like that cultural cachet, as like something like that. Yeah, yeah I, they're, they're, I, they're good at archiving genres from the last, you know, 100 years, but not the last 20. But what I, what I think, what I think kind of, when you look at the stuff that like resonated in that big scene, right? This is mm-hmm. why I think also why the Genesis is a you uniquely like 
black console from like the early 90s. Really? A lot of the music, like when you think of like the musical embeds and like the music that's made like from the Casio music that is like very prevalent in the Genesis, it mm-hmm. is very it is very reminiscent to like a lot of the music that was done with like your um like your boys to men that um that man I'm trying to think of the name of the thing but like that ABC, like Bell Biv, that Bell Biv DeVoe like that type of music that that's oh, like New, that Jack, 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 Swing. That New Jack, Jack Swing right so it's mm. the New Jack Swing of it which is kind of like where the evolution of like city like city pop comes right so that's why you see like those kind of music that kind of music like intertwines but like with hip hop at that time with rap. You're going from more pop rap into a gangster rap thing, and that just like sonically never had the same cultural cachet as like New Jack mm. Swing stuff did, because like that's like kind of a mix into that's like. That's exactly Motown what thing. I wanted to know. Yeah, I, I, I just I, 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 I love. It's I, something I the, think about all the time. Yeah, I the thought this. that like uh, lyrically, like uh, the Japanese language is so phonetic, like it's harder to rhyme thing. It's yeah, they're easier or harder to rhyme things. But there is, there is a, and this is sort of a, a later 2000 thing. There is a growing movement, like Matt said, of hip hop in, huh. uh, in, in Japanese culture. As a matter of fact, the last devil man remake, they actually changed the, the chorus of that. It's all done in hip hop and it's all really? done in Japanese hip hop. And it's the cry baby one. Devil man cry baby. Yes. <laughs> Hard show to watch. Really good. <laughs> That's going to Kai, baby. Hard to watch. Really good. Really good soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. You don't want to miss it. All right. So new question of the week. What is your favorite DLC of the year? Preferably that came out this year, but if you haven't played anything that came out this year, what'd you play this year that you really liked? Fa- favorite DLC of 2023? Remnant, baby. Remnant. Well, uh, in keeping to ones that we didn't mention in the top five, uh, oh. one that was a front runner for me is the High on Knife DLC for High oh, yeah. on Life, oh, yeah. which uh, boots uh, Kenny, played by Justin Roiland, and replaces him with Sarah Sherman as a new uh, grizzled uh, soldier gun who is like, if you've never played that game, like your guns talk. They talk for you. They're, they're basically the player character. Yeah, and also you don't talk. You your shoot. guns do. Yeah, your weapons exactly. Do. So and they talk to you. They talk to other characters and they it, it basically like your your knife character, who's like a screaming Australian, uh, got a package misdelivered from the galactic equivalent of Amazon. And so you have to go to their distribution center on a distant planet to find it. And uh, it, it's basically just making fun of Amazon and uh, there's like a survival horror thing where you get into the distribution center and you have to light your way with a flashlight and all the employees have been absorbed into like this overmine played by Gabare Sidibe and uh, of Precious and there, there's wow. weird shit where like you have to you know there's a snail athlete that wants you to try and beat her best uh, race times and her best race time is like 14 hours on this thing that takes you two minutes to run <laughs> and when you when you beat her time she, it destroys her self image to the point where she just goes on a profanity laced rant for minutes uh, there is a Cheers parody in like a cave. That, I love like, it. You're sent into a cave to like blast the parasites off this giant's ass, and under in the cave is just like a Cheers parody with these alien slugs and Fraser as himself. As the song sings, like, did we legally ask him to do this? Yeah. We didn't. Didn't <laughs> even knows? ask. We're just using him illegally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? And Sarah Sherman, the MVP of SNL 
Mm. I remember like when she I don't know how you knew about her before SNL Michael I, but I don't know I follow her on Twitter where she's like Sarah Squirm and just like posting a bunch of gross yeah. out stage you comedy. were like this woman's I remember like I, this woman's the funniest person in SNL and like you mean this woman and she it was her face inside of a butt smiling <laughs> vamping and then she spit out poop mm. and smiled again it was my favorite gift of like this, <laughs> this entire like decade <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's fun, and you you know, Sarah you get Sherman, to, holy mild God. spoilers. You get to find Knife's home planet, Australia, too. <laughs> uh, for me, it is the Shredder's Revenge Dimension mm, yes. Shell Shock oh, uh, yeah. DLC. I'm glad someone mm, brought that. One. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Uh, the first playing as <laughs> you get to play as Usagi Ujimbo. Finally, Let's go! and that uh, woman I. Who, from a series I haven't seen, multiple series I haven't seen. Yeah, have you not? Have you never read a uh, Mirage I've read comic? the comics, yes, but okay, it was Karai's, a long time ago. Karai's all in the comics. She's actually probably canonically their sister, even though she's like a love interest to Leonardo. Yeah, yeah I, she's Leonardo's I, girlfriend. Isn't she also like Shredder's you, daughter or something? So she's okay. She's actually. I am almost done. Keep talking. She's she's actually Shredder's daughter. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, that Shredder kidnapped and trains to be his understudy. Um, I love Ninja Turtles. I got 500 texts when Belle Biv DeVoe was on the Turtles uh, float during the Macy's Day Parade. And someone, just people asked me, why did you, why did you will this into existence? It's like, I, I, it's for me. I don't know why it happened, but it is for me, yes. Hmm. But yeah, I, I did play that and I loved it. And it like adds that like roguelite survival mode where it's just like, it's only single yeah. screen, but the backgrounds are really cool. Like there's the Mirage dimension where it's just like black and white comic panels. And yeah, yeah. it's real cool. Uh, I got to go with the self plug here. Um, this was a free update to Sonic Frontiers. The final horizon update, oh, yeah. mm. uh, which I helped name, <laughs> um, is the, the last update to the game that uh, the, it lets you play as Knuckles, Tails, and Amy in addition to Sonic. So that was a big moment for me seeing those uh, characters playable. Yeah, and a brand new 3D Sonic game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's mm-hmm. been a while. Uh, yep. And so I loved it. Um, and yeah, it's it's a nice way to kind of close out your time with that game. If you haven't tried it, it's there waiting for you. Just go update the game it, and play it. It's free, it. right? It's free. Yeah. It is free. free. Like all of the updates for Frontiers were. So free, uh, go check yeah. it out. The Final Horizon update. Also has a banger of a soundtrack, which you can order on Amazon. They, they have an entire soundtrack just for this DLC or update, as it were, um, that you can go, you have to order for Amazon Japan, but it's there. We released one of the songs on YouTube. Um, it is quite good, as is all of the songs on Sonic Frontiers. So. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say Sonic Origins Plus. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, the plus it's update so is also pretty it's so awesome. Good. It's so good. It's no nice. other game update, no other DLC gave you 16 games. Yes, <laughs> that did not happen. That's true. That did not happen right. anywhere it's, else. It's really Every good. Sonic Game Gear game and playable Amy in the classic Sonic game is pretty epic. So. If you haven't played those Sonic Game Gear games, they are good. I promise you. I promise you they are good. They are good games. You just didn't play them. <laughs> they are good. Chris, anything from you? Remnant is is where I'm at. Like, I I can't do anything but that. That's pretty awesome. All right, so Mm -hmm. what is your DLC of 2023? Let us know. 
go to the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or ping us on your favorite social media network. We're on Twitter. We're on Bisky. We're on threads at VG Apocalypse. And we will read the answers on next week's show. That has been our show. Let's go with some plugs. Once again, TL, where can people find you? Uh, com coming soon. Uh, I do podcast live from the full house, uh, with me and Sonya Valentine. That's coming back. We're gonna be talking about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You know, Will Smith and Jada haven't been doing anything, so we'll probably never talk about any of that. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, welcome to the thing show I do with uh, my buddies Emmett Watkins Jr. and Jarrett Green. Uh, we recently dropped an episode where we ranked our top five favorite white rappers and it's one of my favorite <laughs> where did, where, how did Bubba Sparks did. shake up Bubba Sparks is on the list Bubba oh Sparks shit is All right. the list. yes uh, it is well, I don't care about Bubba Sparks why did I get excited <laughs> it was I just wanted to thank you for finally recognizing my efforts in the rap game TL yeah. it would you. not surprise me Matt was Bubba Sparks this I will time. say would this really not John Cena is on my list really of really rap. Oh, yes. come yeah on. he's not bad yes. He's not. He's, not that, he's a really good white. I I make my argument in the show, but yeah, we we have definite. We have a definitive ranking of white rappers, uh, and it's really great. And shout out to Anthony did you, Abbott. Did you give a shout out to Lou Reed in there. Uh, uh, Lou Reed's no. one of the worst white rappers I've ever <laughs> no, heard. No, <laughs> Michael uh, laughed. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take uh, it. Uh, shout out to <laughs> Anthony Abbott who has been doing all of our social video stuff. Uh, and he's great. So there we go. That's my. I'd place. say I'd say top five performances: Jack Harlow's halftime show. God damn it! It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was so sort of a sports joke that I knew TL would understand. God damn it! He was just. It was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> the stage setup. It was just like a bunch of white trash bags. <laughs> I'm at Thanksgiving. Like foam with behind my, him. I'm at Thanksgiving with my white family, my white adopted family, uh, and we're watching it. <laughs> And the whole, everyone who had never heard of Jack Harlow before were just like, why are we watching this? Are we on the right channel? <laughs> to them, it was an affront to rap. The best part about it, though, is it brought back comparisons to the Creed halftime performance, which if you've never seen that one, Creed is performing higher, and there, there are people on on cables with wings flying around them, and <laughs> Jesus Christ posed It's so... It, but the best part about that is people can't decide was the Creed performance actually awesome or was it actually just the worst before I mean, Carlos? I mean, at this point, if, Scott if, Schraff, so like, if it's the most it? embarrassing, I'll, I'll, it's the best. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I hate Scott Schraff, so like, that dude can fuck off. So. <laughs> Put this song in a video with trunks from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H has been training. He entered his quad, and I'm gonna sing a return song. For no him. matter what I sing about, put this in a non-eleven tribute. I'm not an inventor, but I can see how you make that mistake. God, Scott Sapp is the best. Scott Sapp so for good. president. I hate that man so much. It could be anyway, worse, and it will be worse. Chris, Chris, what is going? on in the laser time network what <laughs> oh he's asking uh, 30 2010 this week um last week was insane uh 
to me, it's mostly fascinating about what happens in between the week of Thanksgiving and and the Christmas season. The weird movies they released during that window. Um, it was so fucking weird. Do you guys cover the Thanksgiving parade, like the mascots from a year to year basis, or like if they have any cool mascots in the parade that year? We talk about, uh, we don't talk about that in this episode because there wasn't anything super crazy. But, um, dude, the, you will not believe the movie that like goes up against, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. You will not believe <laughs> uh, the movie released in 20, 2003. It, it's fucking crazy. Crazy. Um, and the, the movie's in 2013. Like, what are these? It's like it's like a dumping ground for every movie that has been made in the last two years the week after Thanksgiving. It's fucking nuts. I will say I'm very excited to listen to 302010 and about... Eight weeks when a thing that happened in wrestling, a full circle thing, will has, will officially start because we are getting very close to CM Punk walking out of that company. That that's and that is ten years ago. In a I know, of weeks. I know. Like it's the, so the funniest thing, uh, Diamond Dog Diamond Dog Dave Rudden sent me this week is is that like CM Punk's pipe pipe bomb world championship quitting. Writing for Marvel Comics, AEW run, AEW firing, WWE happened in between Grand Theft Auto Five and Six. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it has so been dumb. that long. It's CM so Punk's entire career has happened Pretty in between much. Grand Theft Auto Five and Six. Well, outside of the Indies, yes. Um, overrated, by the way. Grand Theft Auto, uh, suck a dick, Matt. No, CM Punk. <laughs> I'm just kidding. CM Punk. <laughs> No, he might be a bad person, but he also might have been trying to quit and get to where he really wanted to be. Sounds like the other company doesn't know what they're doing. Ah, uh, a little bit. <laughs> little bit. It's fascinating, and that's a different podcast. Michael, take yes, us out, please. Oh, please, uh, I got a plug. Okay, oh, okay. Matt, we've been threatening it. We have recorded it, and I yes. have all the tracks in my hot little hands. I'm editing it. The Spider-Man 2 spoiler cast Apocalypse Guide In episode is going to drop this weekend. I'm going to make that. I'm going to. Put the pressure on myself to make sure I get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, that's, that's dropping this weekend, you folks. First. So, if you're not already, become a Patreon subscriber at Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. Five dollar or more level will get you access to. Guess how long this fucker is, TL? Guess how long the Spider-Man Two with Chris podcast Baker is mm-hmm. with featuring Chris Baker, former Marvel employee Chris Baker. I love Chris Baker. Um, yeah, he's good. He's quite good. I want to say it's a four-hour podcast. Oh god! Well, no, <laughs> don't give us that much credit. It's I think there's there are so much. It's, I have so many. We dedicate theories. two entire hours to one video game, diving in deep with combat systems, with lore, with Easter eggs, with story. We talk about Miles's arc. We talk about Peter's arc. We talk about Venom. We talk about all these things on what we like to call Apocalypse Guide. In go listen to it, but only at Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. If, if you've known how we do the Video Game Apocalypse Game of the Year, there's more, probably more yes. content coming. Oh, there's yeah. definitely uh, more content. We haven't done it yet, but yeah. like... Uh, no, we're still voting. Or maybe we have, brother. 
No, man. <laughs> man, man. Um, the only man on this list, man. Why do I sound like Chong right now, man? Buy my CBD wow, gum. Why man. wouldn't you, man? They don't actually have THC in them, so they won't make you high, but we're not going <laughs> to tell you that. You can pretend you're stoner, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. We buy all the ads on Twitter, man. <laughs> all the ads. I was very upset. Yeah, they didn't put me in the new Spider-Man game. They said, wait, that's <laughs> Macho Man. Wait, is this Macho Man? More, more. Don't let him go. Let him go. I want more. I want more. I want more TL, TL Macho Man. It hurts so much. I know. It, it's, it's like I said that like 20 years ago. Like I did not know. Like I do an okay impression of him. I did not know how much it hurt. To talk like him. Yeah, because, like, you're... I got you for three minutes, man. Like, it fucking hurts. <laughs> that was his real voice, slow, dude. Yeah. That was but just yeah. his real voice. It's always there. Always there in the macho man, yeah. God damn, that's good, <laughs> That's a really good impression. And he, he, won't, he won't die if you do it like that. <laughs> I, I, I saw him, like, uh, 20 years ago, he did the officiation at the Christmas pageant. You know, we in a manger, man. Yeah. Yeah. Comes a little fucking macho man in Jesus. That's the thing. Everyone wants to go. Everyone wants to go here, man. They want to go low. You gotta go low. You gotta go low. It's all about yeah, you whisper. Yeah. No. Anyway, what, what you, you don't want to do, you don't want to go full Jesse the Body Ventura. You don't want to go down there too much. <laughs> yes. You don't want to sound like a bog creature like Jesse. <laughs> What you want to do is set off that switch over there by the stump. And don't, and don't, do not disrespect the polywogs. I've never met like, a podcast I wouldn't like, walk off of. You want to do Macho Man. Macho Man, yeah, really quiet. A wee and a mean jerk. Alright, as always <laughs> Business on I the made official Michael laugh with a wrestling impression. <laughs> business on the official Lazy Time Comedian on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse and on Threads and Blue Sky. And do the same for me at Wikiparas. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Everyone can suck my dick. No. <laughs> it's just Matt. Everyone can suck my dick, and Matt pulled back in the most adult way. Like, no, no, no. I have a, I have a meeting in ten minutes. I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, I'm not sucking his dick. I'm just. I'm just gonna keep going. I'm just.